Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? How does my hair look? Oh, fabulous. Did you go to the stylist this morning? It's looking no, I, I did fashion. not. I did not. I don't like it, though. I've, I've been trying to part it in the middle. There you go. That's much better. You trying to grow bangs, bro? No, I've just been trying to part it in the middle. I, I noticed that... Uh, I, uh, it looks like shit parted on the side. So this is a very vain moment, isn't it? For me to talk about this. No, I don't think so. I mean, you look like goddamn alfalfa with a middle part from little rascals. No, I don't. You motherfucker. We ain't got to get hot about it. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you, uh, did you watch the super bowl? I watched, uh, some of, I watched most of the first quarter and that was it. You didn't watch the end of the Super Bowl. No, uh, I, w- I went to bed and Before I saw the Super that- Bowl was over. Yes. And I, and I saw like, then I pulled up on my phone. I saw that it was, uh, that San Francisco had taken the lead. And then I saw that, uh, when, which was weird. I saw, uh, I, I got on my phone cause I got YouTube on my phone, YouTube TV. Oh, you fancy can't hide money. Yeah. Okay. And well, that's how that's, we don't use cable anymore. Right. We don't need okay. Yeah. We use YouTube TV. So I, I thought, man, I'm going to see the end of this. And I accidentally clicked on the Nickelodeon coverage. Did you see the Nickelodeon coverage of it? I didn't see it this year, but I have seen it in years past. And, uh, you know, my dad was not going to watch very much of that. Yeah. It was like, what are these fucking, I didn't know what I was on. What are these fucking silly ass voices? Uh, I think, I think it was SpongeBob and Patrick. It probably was. And I was thinking, geez. So, uh, and then I saw San Francisco, I saw the, uh, uh, tied up, saw the, the chiefs tied up. And then I had, I went back and I was doing some other work on my phone and I guess I was getting my travel done. And then I saw that. San Francisco had taken lead in overtime. I went, Oh, overtime. And then I just fell asleep. So that was it. Did you have any commercials that stood out to you? I, uh, in the first quarter, I did see the commercial for wicked. Oh, that got you excited. Uh, no, I didn't get me excited. I was very interested in it. Um, and, um, and that was it. That's the only commercial I saw. Did you hear about the TEMU commercials? I did not. So you do, do you know what TEMU is? Yeah, that's a that's a, a website to buy junk. That's right. Yes. I heard a story from our great close personal friend Cassio Kid. So who knows if it's true? Oh boy. But I heard a story because everybody was talking about how many damn TEMU commercials are there going to be? Uh-huh. Well, apparently the head of marketing over there sent a wire Tony, as a reminder, the commercials are $8 million for a 32nd commercial. Well, when you got the money, spend it. Well, apparently the old team, marketing director, they wired accidentally 80 million, <laughs> just one extra little zero, 80 million. So as I understand it, CBS was like, no, no, we got your commercial. We're going to run that shit 10 times. Wow. 
Uh, can you imagine making a $72 million mistake? Well, he's not with them anymore. Is he? I mean, I would think he's deceased. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's with us anymore. I think that's it. <laughs> wow. So he lost a lot of money on the Super Bowl, but I'll tell you what, I had a lot of friends who made a lot of money on the Super Bowl. You know, our buddy, Corey Ryan Forrester. Well, he's not a buddy, but I know him. He cleaned up. I think my man made five figures over the weekend, all playing with prize picks. And if you haven't already, I got to ask, what are you waiting for? Prize picks is America's number one fantasy sports app. They got over 3 million members. And I think they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. All you do is pick more than or less than on two to six different player stat projections, and then just watch the earnings roll in. Uh, one of the other streamers I saw online, he bet a hundred grand on the Super Bowl on Price Picks. My man made a million dollars. I can't believe that's real. What? Price Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100x your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into a thousand. And right now it's demon time on Price Picks. You can now win up to 100x your money. Think about that. With as little as four correct picks, $10 into a thousand. What? Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play a prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. So now you can win a hundred X. All you got to do is get as little as four correct picks and lots of celebrities are doing this. Tony's favorite rapper, Meek Mill, uh, everybody's favorite comedian, Andrew Schultz. You can find all their plays on community plays. They got a little promos tab every week. And how about this? I found that price picks offers injury insurance. Here's what that means. Your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, like if you had a player who exited the game in the first half and doesn't come back in the second, well, the player projection won't count against you for the and all your other entries stay live. Price picks, as far as I know, is the only daily fantasy platform with this sort of insurance policy. Price picks is super easy to play. You can make your picks and submit your entries in less than 60 seconds. They've got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. And that's why I think Price Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. They've even got special promotions like Taco Tuesday, where every Tuesday, Price Picks discounts player stats by up to 25%, giving you even more value. They even take Apple Pay now for quick and easy deposits. I'm a big believer in prospects. My friends are using it. You will too. All you got to do is select the player and the stat type and you're all set. And right now with basketball season getting cranked up, this is a perfect time. Here's an example. Maybe you're going to say you want Steph Curry for more than 29 picks and Anthony Davis for more than two blocks. That's it. Go right now to prizepicks.com slash WHW. Use our code WHW and they'll hook you up with a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash WHW. Don't forget the code WHW and you'll get a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. So Tony, we, uh, we're going to talk about a little wrestling today. We've got, uh, not one, but two different episodes of wrestling. We're going to watch, but before we talk about nostalgia, I want to talk about a dub. You, uh, you were at dynamite last week. And man, the young bucks went into business for themselves against the stinger and his sons rocking some white suits that left with a little red tint 
goodness gracious sting as a tag team champion, but not long for celebration. What'd you think? Well, I was, um, I mean, I knew they were turning heel, but man, they really, uh, they really, up the yeah, they sure did. I was, I was actually pretty cool. I thought it was a very cool angle. So I like what it. you, you wanted your friend bleeding everywhere. Yeah. So you're really hoping that Ric Flair is bleeding everywhere, but do you want him to do that backstage or in a car wreck or what would your Flair? Yeah. Only thing you got to do is slap Ric Flair in the forehead. He's going to bleed. Oh, is that how it works now? Yeah. Apparently just paper thin skin, mm-hmm. scar tissue, all that stuff. You know, how much do you think my man has spent in, in Neosporin over the years? Oh my God. Oh my God. Was silver, uh, was, uh, that silver cream, uh, on the market back in the day? You know, you're not talking about this. Oh, silver cream is really good for wounds. Oh, I just, I just, dude, I typed in silver cream and it said Uh for wounds on Google. How about that? What what do you know? You old fucker. What are we talking about here? Well, Lois, uh, has really thin skin. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about really not a cliche, but has really thin skin on her arms and the beagles jump up on her all the time. And, and oh, that happens room. to my mom too. That's yeah. like an old lady thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And so, and so, uh, the silver cream has really helped her out. It really closes up the wound. So I didn't know if silver cream was available back then or it was just Neosporin or what, but I found out the silver cream is really, really good. I don't know. I, I just assume now whenever he gets a nick or a cut or a scrape, he just pours some of that goddamn mushroom energy drink all over it and walks it off. I wonder what other uses he's tried to use for that. We probably don't even want to know, do we? No, we don't want to know. Yeah. We don't want to. Hey, speaking of Ric Flair, what was the last time you shit your pants? Uh, I shit my pants recently. Let's hear about it. Where was I? I was, uh, oh, after the show in Phoenix. Oh, you shit your pants at TV. No, I was out of TV and I was on the way. I was driving. I had like a three and a half hour drive to Kingman, Arizona. And I shit my pants on the way there. Now, why are we going to Kingman, Arizona? Uh, well, the next night was, or the, we had uh, dynamite on Wednesday and then we had, uh, so Las this is Vegas. this past week. You shit your pants yeah. last week. Yeah. Right. Wow. I didn't know this. This was wasn't like, much, yeah. wasn't much. It was just one of those, uh, uh nugget. what do they call them? Sharts. Oh, I got you. You trusted a fart and it, it got away yes, from it. That's right. Uh, I got you. so I, what I did was I go to Kingman, Arizona, instead of, instead of uh, going all the way to Las Vegas or flying into Las Vegas from Phoenix. And I didn't come home. I stayed out there. I drove to Kingman, Arizona. I stayed uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night in Kingman, Arizona, and then drove the other hour and 15 minutes to Vegas on Saturday for our show. And then flew the, uh, the red eye Saturday night back home. So I didn't stay at all in Vegas. I didn't see Vegas at all. I just went from where we were in Henderson to the airport after the show and, uh, stayed away from all the crazy, yeah, crazy the strip and the crazy riffraff that was there during the Super Bowl. So I heard it was wild. I I saw online, somebody said that the, uh, the worst and, or not, I shouldn't say worst. There's no worst, but the, the most affordable room at the win, which is a pretty nice place in Las Vegas was $4,200 Super Bowl evening. Yeah. 
like just a regular room, not a suite or anything like that. Just a regular room with a bed, 4,200 bucks. Well, we were told that the cheapest room that, uh, AEW could get for us was $700 a night in Henderson. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it was. Uh, oh, I thought you stayed in Henderson. I'm sorry. I did not stay in, I stayed in. That's uh, right. The building was there. The building was there. I stayed in uh, Kingman, Arizona. And, um, so trying to be a good employee instead of $700 a night, I got $180 a night in Kingman and it snowed in Kingman twice. And, but what, what was great about it was Saturday morning as I'm driving to the event from Kingman, Arizona, that, that drive, the landscape was spectacular. I drove through the Lake Mead recreational area. I drove over Hoover Dam. Wow. Um, although they got high walls, so the cars won't stop and look down. Uh, but it was going over Hoover Dam. Just spectacular. It was a great drive. It was really worth my time. Why do you keep saying it like that? Kingman, Arizona. Why don't you just say Kingman? Like, do you think you need to say the city and state every time? Is that no, a tick? No. no. I think you should do that from now on. Like never say just the city. Yeah. I'm here in Marietta, Georgia. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, some cities like, like Phoenix, Las Vegas, New York. You don't need to say that the, uh, you should make that your okay. gimmick though. Okay. Huntsville, Alabama. Well, there are multiple Huntsvilles. I, I've said right. Huntsville before and people start hitting me with Texas. And I'm like, what the right. fuck are you talking about? Well, that's where they, isn't that, that where they There's kill a prison people? or something prisoner. Though. Yeah. Where, yeah. Death row there's in hunt. So is it Huntsville or Huntsville? Well, it depends on what part you're from, I guess. Why did you stay specifically in Kingman, Arizona? Did not want to stay in Vegas. No, I got that. But how did you land on, I'm going to stay in Kingman, Arizona. I looked for the town that was about halfway. Oh, so it wasn't like there's a thing there. You weren't going to see like the world's largest ball of string or nothing like no, that. No, but I did go into a museum they had there. I was looking at a picture and I was like, that looks like some shit. Tony Schiavone would got there. The route 66 museum. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought you, you were doing. And I, I just wanted you to say that in a loud and clear voice here on the program. I, I did go and I can show you pictures of it. If you like, uh, I did go there that one day, but mostly I, I just mostly stayed in my, and you know what I did? I, I did something that I don't do enough of during the weekday. I slept. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I got plenty of sleep. So. Now, I guess my question is what's protocol when you're on the road, you're making towns and you take a dump in your pants. Yeah. So I just talk to me like, cause you find yourself with, it's not like you have uh, your whole the, wardrobe with you. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. I, I didn't, I did not soil my pants. Okay. Oh, okay. But, it was just between the cheeks. Yeah. But I, I, you go to a, you go to, a, this has happened to me more once you go to a, uh, filling station, a, uh, convenience store. Yes. I always have extra pair of underwear. I've got, Oh, I've look got, at I've, you. I've got, uh, Cottonelle wipes. You Shit, just go to the yeah. bathroom. You just go to the bathroom, fix yourself up and keep going. This is a man who's shitting his pants before you were well, exactly. Prepared. Exactly. I always, I always take with me two extra pair of underwear. So I'm out for four days. It takes six. I think you and I, you know, I've heard that occasionally women can spend enough time together that they're their cycles go together. I think you and I may have, cause I thought I shit my pants this morning. Mm. Nothing spectacular, but, uh, I was climbing out of the truck to come in the house and do this podcast with you. Went and ate breakfast with mom and dad this morning. And, uh, I thought to myself, self, that could have been a fart. 
but I'm not positive. So I had to do a check for safety and whew, I made it. You uh, have a truck? Well, SUV, not a pickup truck. Oh God. Thank God. You don't want me to get a pickup truck? No. And by the way, if you are, if you are a person that thinks rednecks are only in the South, then you've never been to Northern Arizona. Are there rednecks in Kingman, Arizona? Oh my God. There are more pickup trucks with, uh, over, uh, oversized tires than I've ever seen in my life. In Kingman, uh, Arizona? In Kingman, Arizona. In Kingman. No, God damn it. Kingman, Arizona. <laughs> Northern Arizona. I mean, a lot. Look, let me ask you a question. Can we say it might be a new year's resolution of yours that you don't want to shit your pants in the new year? You want to shit your pants less? No, no. Okay. Here's, so you're, here's you're the, good here's with the, just dumping in there on the red. No, here's the reason is that because I've been on this diet, I've been eating a lot of fruit and vegetables. Uh, and therefore I go a lot more, especially, you know, what makes me go more than anything. What, what are we talking about here? What shit in your pants in Kingman, okay. Arizona? You know, we, uh, I eat a lot of pineapple. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if pineapple does to you what it does to me. Wow. Where's your out, man. Wow. Well, here's an idea. What if you stopped eating it? Well, I don't want to stop eating it. Okay. Keep shitting your pants. I'm cool with it. I'm not I doing your laundry. I said it made me shit my pants all the time. I just, I go a lot. So I didn't. I started the carnivore diet 13 days ago and I'm going to let the carnivore. Well, yeah. Well, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to get plugged up. You think so? Yeah. The carnivore diet. You know what I haven't eaten? Uh, on this diet, I ate it one time since what? I've been on the diet. I'm almost at one year doing the diet, by the way, coming up soon. Um, red meat. Yeah. I, I'm eating steak, uh, yeah. pretty regular. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the cattlemen's association has fooled you into this diet's good. That's what they've done. They've tricked well, listen, I, a lot of people are making diet resolutions and 2024 is here in full swing. And that means it's time for a little new year's resolution check-in with our friends at manscaped newsflash. It's never too late to stop shitting your pants. I mean, it's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's new lawnmower 5.0 ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, dance all night Wrong guy. and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Now is your time to get a grip on your grooming game with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use our code WHW for 20% off plus free shipping. The ball has dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. Introducing the MVP of 2024, the fifth generation lawnmower. Not just a trimmer, think of it as your grooming sidekick. It's equipped with not one, but two skin safe blade heads, a standard one to take a little off the top or Tony's favorite. If you want that smooth ball sack, they got the foil blade. So you can go smooth wherever your heart desires. I think Tony's even shaving his armpits these days. It's like having a personal stylist at your fingertips or wherever you need it. Even your butthole. Did we mention it's also waterproof because the trim in the shower is the only way to start your day. Did you say butthole? Hand, butthole. Yep. Listen. Okay. If you're going to be shitting your pants on the reg, if you had less hair back there, it might be easier cleanup on all three. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, 
Check out the Manscaped Performance Package 5.0. Inside the grooming kit, you get the lawnmower, you get the ear and nose hair trimmer, and you get the aftercare products. Check this out. Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion. Not just that, but what about the Crop Preserver? That's anti-chafing ball deodorant. It's deodorant for your balls. I bet you didn't think you needed that. But now since he started using it, Tony Schiavone doesn't have to sleep on the couch anymore. They even throw in two free gifts, boxers and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. The toiletry bag's the real deal. It's been helping Jim Ross transport his weed vape town to town for years. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer courtesy of Manscaped. So Tony, we, uh, we've got some fun stuff lined up today. You like to do fun stuff, don't you? Yeah. I, I used to, when I was younger, I, uh, I, I do want to show you a picture. I, I sent it to Dave and this is the way my hair looks now. Okay. Okay. And see if you think, see, I'm trying to part it in the middle more. There you go. Yeah. It looks like you're here for an intervention. Yeah. Okay. I think, I mean, you look like somebody who's ready to counsel us a little bit yeah just so i understand are you wearing a tommy bahama sweater with the aew blazer on top no it's just a black shirt that's not okay. tommy bahama yeah. well i just know you, you got a whole new when, when tony khan gave you that sweet sweet jaguar money mm-hmm. you went out and just got a whole new wardrobe with tommy bahama i did get a lot of tommy bahama but i've, I've uh, pulled back on that a great deal Oh, you and Tommy had a fallen out. No, no. I just, uh, I bought a lot of suits. Now I've got like eight suits I bought. Oh, you're a stooge. I forgot. Yeah. Boy, you know, got whatever. It. I got it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, listen, uh, we kind of speaking of, of stooges. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. I was like, you know, one stooge, two stooges. Hey, the three stooges, they had a good yes. little run and we do have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my very closest friends in all of professional wrestling and about to be yours. You may know him as Swoggle. I know him as Dylan. Dylan, what's going on, man? Welcome to the program, kind sir. We're talking about pants shitting, so you had to have the professor of pants shitting himself, huh? All right. <laughs> Hello, my friends. The hey, OG Dylan. pants shitting. I love uh, it. As a professor of pants shitting, you, you, you <laughs> talked to Tony. You said you did it. Uh, this week this past week is that yeah. your first of the year yeah it's my first of the year so I how many I, would you say you did last year three i would think maybe last okay. year i had yeah. i had a personal best at seven wow in 2023, you shit your pants seven times wow yeah yeah i talk about it uh i'm more open about it now uh i had my gallbladder removed a few years ago and it was all downhill from there my previous mm. record was my the most i've had it was 13 in a year wow. uh the o'hare airport is an enemy for for me and my little legs yeah it takes it takes a little longer to get to get places okay. obviously um yeah so i'm i'm i know your pain i know your pain actually it's not yeah. pain at all to me anymore it's just daily life well when i'm when i'm in an when i'm in an airplane yeah I just, I, I really hold it, you know, and then when you hold it, then it, you, you start getting gas pains in your gut and then it's not worth it. Let's just be yeah. adults. Like you said, carry an extra pair of, of drawers, get those dude wipes and, yep. and just, just, you know, do your thing. I just don't want to shit next to a person, you know, shit my pants sitting in like uh, you know, 13 F and someone's in 13 E or we, something like that. Conrad, 
He's not in 13. TK is putting him up in one or two. We know this no, by now. No. One or he ain't sitting back with the peasants anymore. You know what? I I he does not do that, but I do I do up, upgrade on my own. Oh, there you go. I I use uh I use miles and if it's if it's cheap, if it's like anywhere between 150 and $65 upgrade my own. But I don't need legroom. Yeah, I I <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. 13 13 f is first class for me <laughs> i get an exit row and i go no that's just too much leg room i don't want that i trade people for that because i can't put my feet on the seat in front of me really pissed off the guy ahead of me i don't i don't like it well i uh i'm excited for us to show tony a couple of things here because never has tony ever <laughs> seen some of the wrestling that we're going to be watching today you know when when wcw went down he quit watching wrestling until 2017 dylan so he I was gonna ask actually i was thinking about this uh last night of like when when did he stop tony like and you were done done you never like it would if it came on would you just shut it off blatantly well, it, it never really came on. I just yeah. didn't go to the channel. I, um, okay. there, there was one time that, and I've mentioned this before that Scott Hudson got in touch with me. He said, I don't know how Scott knew this. I guess Scott is a stooge too, but Scott said, Hey, Bischoff is going to be on raw tonight. Wow. You've got to watch that. So I said, okay, I turned it on. I saw Bischoff come out and then I turned it off. And that was the only time I watched a wrestling show until Royal Rumble 2017 when Conrad and I started doing the podcast again. Conrad said, probably yeah. be a good idea for you to start watching this stuff again. And, and so, did you, uh, did the love come back pretty quickly, uh, would you say? Or was it, did it take a bit? It took a bit. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. Because of the change in times? Yeah, yeah because also we were doing... Uh, we were doing a podcast at that time where Conrad would ask me stories about yeah. WCW, which yep. I didn't really remember, nor did I really want to talk about that much. Uh, and he kind of brought it out of me and it took a little while. And, uh, so yeah. And, uh, when I, when I came back and when I started working for, uh, AEW and I realized how much it had changed, I really got, got into it again. Do you feel okay. yourself comparing? Sorry that I'm turning this into an interview myself here. That's okay. Uh, do you feel yourself comparing? Oh man, this is kind of like in WCW, or is it ever like a, you know, back in my day? Or do you try your best to not have that mindset? I I try my best not have that mindset. Yeah. There's some things that that bug me, some little things that bug me, but other than that, I'm really into what we're doing. Yeah. Any, anything that's like, does it ever happen where it's positive? Like, man, just think if we could have done this back then, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, just some of the, uh, some of the, when I see Kenny Omega at his best. Yeah. Or, uh, like I'll, I'll, I'll still say that the, uh, the revolution that we had right before the pandemic, mm -hmm. I mean, right before the pandemic where the young bucks took on hangman and Kenny was one of the best matches I'd ever seen. Yeah. Ever. Uh, and Kenny has given us some, so many great matches and now I'm more exposed now to the wrestling that they had in Japan than I ever was. Mm -hmm. 
thanks to, you know, the Forbidden Door and th also thanks to Eddie Kingston being with us and showing me some of this. Uh, I, I didn't know that was that was there. And, and that was going on even when I was doing wrestling. So I've been exposed to that. I'm enjoying that a lot more. And, uh, and of course, you know, we're getting exposed to the Luchadors and AAA and CMLL. And so I'm enjoying all that as well. Awesome. Good. Let's uh, let's show Tony something he's never seen before. We want you guys to uh, pull your peacock out and find Monday Night Raw from September tenth, two thousand seven. That's Monday Night Raw, September tenth, two thousand seven, or as Peacock calls it, season fifteen, episode thirty seven. That's I season fifteen, it. episode thirty seven. A lot has changed over there uh, in WWE land, but what hasn't changed is that uh we're still shilling t-shirts because we've got a great new partnership with fanatics the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear if you're looking to rock some of that new super bowl chiefs gear look no further than shopsportsmerch.com that's shopsportsmerch.com same great products and pricing you'd expect from fanatics but it actually helps our show it doesn't cost you anything but it supports us so if you're watching along with us over on YouTube, hit that QR code that's up on the screen now, or check out the description for today's episode. We'll have the link. That's where you can find your favorite jerseys, caps, shirts, jackets, hoodies, and more all with fanatics, but please use our special link shopsportsmerch.com. So without further ado, fire up your peacock, September 10th, 2007 season mm -hmm. 15, episode 37. Mm -hmm. Tony, do we have a special countdown today? We sure do. You ready for it? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Well, happy Valentine's day, everybody from your old pal, Lois rules. I hope you just spend it loving everyone near you. And I lost my train of thought. Oh shit. <laughs> you want me to keep going? Oh, Lordy. Okay. What was the whole point of this for me to say happy Valentine's day and push play in three, two, one play. How about that? Yes, sir. We promised you a great man. You know, I haven't noticed, but I guess all those Vince McMahon clips are going to be out of the, uh, the new opens. I got to start paying attention to that. I thought about that the other day too. Isn't that kind of weird? Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Right? It's that. Yeah. I I was talking to Landon about that actually. Like and, and about how like it's just yeah, it's it's whoever, very odd. Whoever thought it would end like that. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. The run would end like that. So this can't man, I just thought about this. Like this is the biggest night of my career, and it can't be talked about ever anymore. <laughs> it's a race from history holy shit yeah. i just yeah. realized that now yeah yeah you uh you didn't happen dylan <laughs> <laughs> legitimately <laughs> so are, they gonna, shit. Are, are, are they gonna take all the vince mcmahon stuff off the no they can't do that uh, that'd be impossible yeah they can't take it all but this will never be taught man Oh, this sucks guys. <laughs> I just realized how much this sucks now. <laughs> you got redacted buddy. Yeah. 
So, uh, catch Tony up on, on what the storyline is here. As we see Jonathan coachman handing Vince McMahon. So it was revealed that, uh, Vince had an illegitimate child and leading up to this, that it would be revealed. Now this was in green Bay, Wisconsin, which was my wrestling hometown. Uh, and it was rumored obviously for months and months that it was going to be Mr. Kennedy, uh, Ken Kennedy, Ken Anderson, and who was out with injury at the time. Um, and he's from Green Bay, right? He's from Green Bay, so everything everything kind of made sense. Yes. Uh, and I think it was this was shortly after the the Benoit situation to kind of take the thought of that uh, away as well. And the Benoit then, stuff happened in June, right? And this is September. Yep, yep. But it was revealed because remember they were going to do like Vince's funeral that same yes. week. Yes. And so then it came out that that was kind of a hoax thing and they revealed that he had a son that he didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, you know, we used to hear forever that Vince wore a hairpiece and, and I always would argue that, but I could see where right there you, you would think, yeah, that maybe right on top there. Maybe when I mean, we know it's not now, but Yeah, I could be sold on it. What do you think of, uh, this storyline? Tony, can you believe that there was actually an illegitimate son storyline in WWE? This sounds like days of our lives more than WWE, does it not? Yes. I, I can, listen, I can believe anything. When it comes to wrestling, you know, I can believe any freaking thing. So Jonathan Coachman played a heel here. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a heel pretty regular. In almost, WWE. Yeah, almost, almost his whole run, he was kind of the the new age, like stooge to Vince and, and regal and everything. And then even his commentary was a heelish more heel. So how was he to work with coach? Awesome. He, he was so much fun and he was just, he got it. Uh, he didn't mind being the wily e. coyote to my Roadrunner. you know, weekly, <laughs> literally we do stuff every week and it was him just, getting getting it, it everything turned around on him so it was it was a really him and i were always always very 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 good friends this is the era where they're still doing the uh the bullshit ecw too right yeah yeah which you'll see later uh with sandman and i know balls is out there but they had an issue i can get into it later well you'll notice sandman stays out there longer because all the clues for the sun matched up with him and they had to like kind of like give him the hook out because he, <laughs> he wouldn't leave. Cause he kept just saying, ah, that matches with me. I'm fine. I'm staying. And they had to kick him out. That's hilarious. Well, the arrow, the signs and just... I, man, I miss it. I yeah. miss signs. I just showed land and there's a counter. I'm not sure if you saw it. There was a picture of like, just the legitimacy of the attitude era. Yeah. It was just a plethora of signs. And I showed Landon. I said, man, look how this, how it was where, but I like, for me, it would suck because I, I wouldn't be able to see anything. Like if I went to <laughs> wrestling, I would be able to see nothing because of all the signs. It would be awful for me. Yeah. And, but man, thinking about that now, and that's something that's now it's just cell phones. No one's holding a sign. Everyone's holding their cell phone. Yeah. It's just such a different change in times. Yeah. There's some sites now, but a lot of them are just, you know, wanting to get their website over. Exactly. Exactly. Great. Kali, 
Uh, that had to be a fun photo op. You and he ever do a photo op? We, he was my first, when I got hired by WWE in 2006, he was my first, he was part of our, my first traveling car. It was me, Kali, Davari, and Mark Henry. And what a fucking he, <laughs> we would go in, we would go into the Denny's or something. And Kali would, we, I would hold his pinky and he would go, this, my son, man, this, my son. And he would like sit me on the, on the stool. <laughs> oh my God. We had fun. He, he yeah. would, we, he, he truly was like a, a friend of mine and, just the the shenanigans and then we would bring tommy dreamer into the fold too and the three of us would just we had our fun and he's just he's such a good-hearted guy and he deep down he knew he wasn't great but he knew he was making a ton of money yes he was very happy to be there well, I know when I think of all the great guy, great performers who held the big gold belt, I think of Ric Flair, Great <laughs> Kali. Dylan, Dylan knew the punchline was coming up before he even finished. He was laughing immediately. Set it up. He knew. So, who was that? Uh, I couldn't hold back on that one, guys. Remind everybody who uh, the mouthpiece for Great Kali here is. And in uh, real Runjan life, Singh. Uh, writer Dave Kapoor, uh, still with the company. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Yeah. And he, he was literally a translator for Kali for his promos. And then he just turned into the mouthpiece on screen for Kali. I always think it's cool when you find out like some of these, uh, ancillary characters also had a real life gig behind yeah. the scenes in the company. Yeah. JBL man, one of the uh, great heels of this era, uh, and maybe a controversial figure, depending on who you believe. What was your experience like with John? I love JBL. I always did. I still do this day. Um, I did his, I did him in Briscoe's podcast and we had just a, such a blast and he was, John will admit it. I think he'll truly admit it. Like when he gets called out for the bullying, I, I just go like, yeah, you're a bully when there's a group of people around because you like to pop the boys. That's all it is. That's right. all it ever was. If it was just you and him, it never was how people like say he was just trying to pop the boys to get over on, on another person, which once you realize that guys, I've been bullied a good amount of my life growing up. If you don't give the bully the pop or the reaction, they don't do it anymore. So if you, and, or if you make fun of yourself, like I do, and I always have in growing up, it doesn't give the bully their, like, uh, their payoff. And that's yes. something I, 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 I live by. And I, I tell kids when I do, you know, speaking engagements or all this stuff, if you don't give them the reaction they're looking for, they stop instantly. And, I, but I love JBL, man. I, I always have. Hmm. Did you ever meet uh, JBL, Tony? Yeah, uh, we uh, we all did a show together one time. I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When he came to did he did a star cast for you, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yep. So I think I was at that one. What about uh, Coach? Have you met Coach yet, Tony? I've not. Real broadcaster. I think you'd like him. Real good guy. He gets a bad rap online I, I i think people if they got to know coach they'd be a fan of coach. why do you think that is 
Well, so because people he, aren't lying he, to you, are idiots. <laughs> That's the reason. You know, he he finds himself arguing with people who think they know how WWE works. Okay, they worked there, and he's like, "You don't know shit." And he doesn't always have the softest touch with that. Um, but you know, it's not like he's a WWE apologist. I mean, he uh, uh, he's told the story before on on one of our shows that the XFL bounced him a check like a lot of people's annual salary, and he just assumed because it was Vince. You know, he'd make it good and it never happened. So it was a substantial amount of money, very significant. And, uh, he has hurt feelings to this day, as I understand. I mean, goodness gracious. He coaches is, is, is really largely responsible for getting WWE coverage on ESPN when he was working for ESPN and who would have thought of all people, Vince would, uh, write you a bad check. I, when I heard that, I was like, man, that was uh quite shocking to me. Especially it was it's not like it was like a huge down period. You know what I mean? No, they were they were making more money than ever. I mean, their company was valued at more than ever. But again, I guess it was because, well, that was XFL. This is WWE. It's like, yes, yeah, so it's the same guy. Man, what a pop for uh Jeff Hardy. Did you spend any time with Jim? I I I say to this day. I've never heard Jeff Hardy booed like more than cheered by any means. And always one of the craziest reactions, no matter the era, it can be TNA it can be attitude era. WWE it can be 2002 neon Jeff Hardy, any era of Jeff Hardy, just crazy over and like passionate fans that he's never lost. Yeah. To this day, uh, when, when his music hits and he and, uh, he walks out or he and Jeff walk out in AEW, same thing. They're, they're trying a little thing where they're kind of turning heelish, but fans still cheering. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'll, I don't think anyone can ever or want to boo Jeff Hardy. I don't know. It's just, he's too cool. Yeah. We want to uh, thank everybody who joined us from the WHW Patreon and adfreeshows.com. We got a lot of people in our live studio audience. Shout out to Bobby and John and Josh and Brooke and Eric and uh, so many of you folks who showed up and showed out with us uh, on this Tuesday morning. Uh, heads up to uh, PJ and Jason and really appreciate you guys uh, coming and hanging out with us, including you, Coach Keith and Doug Ritter and DJ Turnups here and Thank you guys for hanging out with, uh, with Dylan, Tony and I. Yeah, we appreciate it. One on here called YouTube user. And that's pretty scary. That could be anybody, but we appreciate YouTube user being on here as well. That actually would be great if you could just, uh, you know, start calling yourself that. Oh, wait, let's pipe in here. Well, let's, let's, let's track this and see okay. what in the hell's happening. A woman who gave birth to my bastard son for the record. I hate you, and I don't even know you. Obviously, I hate the woman who gave birth to this bastard son. I hate you because you're simply an attorney. I hate all attorneys. I hate my attorney. Now you tell All right, enough of that, maybe. Lord. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't know exactly what I was signing up for there, okay. folks. So, oh, here uh, we go. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, let's, let's listen. In compliance with my client, the identity of your son will be revealed tonight. Just not right now. Your son will be revealed when my client is good and ready. 
So the big tease that it's going to be later tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, so Dylan sort of talk to us about how you heard about this storyline. I mean, is this it's, something where you have a meeting with Vince? Does a writer bring no. this idea to you? Talk to me about that. So I get to the arena that day. Like I say, it's uh it was very close to home. It's about, it was about a 40 minute drive. So it's awesome that, that week. And I get there thinking I'm not going to be booked like usual in my hometown, which is always a bummer. Uh, and then our good pal, it was, it was literally about three o'clock and they were going to start doing rehearsal for the, the final segment on raw, the Vince's son segment. And our, our good friend, Bruce Pritchard comes up to me and he goes, Hey, I need your cell phone. I go, uh, excuse me. He goes, I need your phone and I need to know where your bag is. I go, what's going on? He goes, well, hand me your so i hand him my phone he goes you're the and he goes you're the son i go what he goes you're the son it's going to be revealed tonight that you're vince's son um we need to know where your bag is because we're going to sneak you under the ring right now during rehearsal and you're going to be under there until the end of the show mm. and i was like okay and I asked him, I said, Hey, can I, you can be right here when I make the call. Uh, I said, can I get two tickets for tonight? And, and can I call my dad and have him and my grandpa come to the show tonight? Mm. And he goes, yep. I called him and all I said was, Hey dad, I would like you and grandpa to come tonight. If you could, uh, it would really, really mean a lot, obviously. And dad goes, yeah, of course. And then I gave Bruce my phone and while they're ending the rehearsal for it, they were going over it. They went over it twice. And while they were ending the rehearsal, everyone was going to the back. And I like snuck under the ring kind of in the crowd of bodies. And I was there and then they delivered, they found my bag in the locker room and they delivered my bag underneath the ring. And I was just under there. And I, there was always a headset under the ring for me, uh, for at TVs for when I would do my, my segments and that. And so I get on and Vince himself goes, Hey, don't speak on the headset because we have producers and cameramen and writers and all of that on. Don't speak on here unless we're calling for you. And I was like, okay. So I was just kind of <laughs> sitting in silence the whole time and just kind of waiting on this uh, to hear what I was doing. And then Vince came on. I want to say probably the second map, probably after this segment and like explain to me, Hey, this is what we're going to do. This is the segment. Cause he couldn't go over it with me during the rehearsal, obviously. And so he just told me over the headset about the whole, uh, the rundown of it. And, uh, and then I was changing. I remember I was changing under the ring and I was cruiserweight champion at the time, actually. So I had the title in my bag and I was like, Oh no, do I come out with it? Oh, oh shit. Oh, I didn't had no idea, but I didn't know how to ask. So now I go, I'm like back and forth and back and forth. And I remember pushing the button and going, Kevin, Kevin Don. I go, Kevin, nothing. Mm. Kevin, nothing. And I go, and then it's like, and then he kind of pipes up at me like, Hey, we told you to stay off the headset. What do you want? And I was like, I have a question. And he goes, what? I said, should I come out with the cruiserweight title? And Vince, 
then responds, God damn it. Great question. Glad you asked. Yes, you should, because that's one of the clues is you're a champion. Ha. Good question. Good thinking about that. And I was like, ha, I fucking did a good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to deserve to get yelled at. <laughs> so it was, it was a really, really kind of a neat thing. And again, like I say, to happen in. I mean, I had my family there. I had friends there that had no idea of it at all. Um, so for it to happen in Green Bay of all places was is, is pretty awesome. Huh, that's a great story. You know how I know that JR is doing commentary? How do you know? I, I've got my uh, captions on. I've got my captions on, and it just came across quicker than a hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen for just a minute. <laughs> Yeah, so you got Lawler and JR. We're watching a pretty fun match here between Paul. I London loved Paul London and Brian Kendrick, man. I wow. Paul London. I feel like him and Kendrick were like young bucks before they were young bucks. Way ahead of their on a national Imagine. on a national TV level. Like they yeah. just did fun things that you never saw before. And they were like, I always liked them because I was still such an independent and ring of honor wrestling fan. Yeah. So even with the company, I was like, oh man, they're doing cool things on WWE that you never saw. I like so, that sort of the precursor yikes. for the for the young bucks. And you yeah. never saw Lance Cade at all. Did you Tony? No, not at all. Who's the, who's the big guy here? His name's Lance Cade. He's no longer with us now. Oh, oh Lance Cade's yeah. the big guy. Okay. Yes. And and the guy with the black hair is Paul London. And who's that's, the redneck with the sideburns? That's his partner. That's Trevor Murdoch, the former NWA heavyweight champion of the world. Of course. He looks like Dick Murdoch. Mm -hmm. Yes. I get it. And that's uh, Brian Kendrick, a.k.a. Spanky, out there right. clapping it up. And the referee is John Cohn, who's now in talent relations. Lance okay. Cade was trained by Shawn Michaels. As was Spanky. As was, yeah, as was, yep, 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 yep. I think uh, Lance lost his uh, battle with opiate addiction. Yep. Unfortunately, but a lot Is of that, people thought still Tony, with the company that I can't remember. I don't recall. I, I don't recall. Oh, man. Look at there. Look at the crowd pop for the London mm -hmm. win. Man, can you imagine if uh, Kendrick and London got hot right now, what they'd be doing in wrestling like? London's still killing it independently, like still having really, really fun matches. I've been on a few shows with him and he's, and he, he's still doing really, really fun stuff. It's just crazy to think this was 17 years ago, you know? Whoa. Wow. I was a baby. Yep. That would have been 20. What was the name Whoa. of that finish? Slice bread number Slice two. Bread number two. Yeah. What a, what a great uh, name for a finishing maneuver too. Yeah, and a great opening match too. Heck yeah. I beat yeah. the shit out of a paternity angle. <laughs> oh, here we go. We got Hunter in the back looking to Listen. see how he's going to fuck Cody out of the main event. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's track it. Tonight, and we're going to find out who that is. Shilling shirts. Boy, that's okay. not very cerebral assassin of him. It was a cool shirt, though. Yeah, it was the affliction days, man. Everyone had an affliction shirt. Him, Jeff, Undertaker, Randy. They all had those affliction shirts. I remember Cena was the only one who like did the basic shirts. And he goes, yeah, because I don't want to look like every other T-shirt at the time. Yes. 
I love Lawler's wearing his own shirt. The JC, he would go, or he would go to JC Penny and get whatever bedazzled crown shirt he could find that day. <laughs> yeah, why not? Lawler's just uh, so classic, man. When mm -hmm. you think about his approach to wrestling and his longevity in wrestling and how much money he's made for so long, that dude had it figured out, man. What a great gig. I, you talked about earlier, uh, you know, the introduction of, of Tony, of being the, the voice of our childhood. I, these two, I'm a, I'm a bit younger than you, Conrad. These two were mine. It yeah. really, really is the Lawler Jr. team. It truly was like my, my childhood. And to think like there's such a, and now Michael Cole, like thinking about it now, uh, Michael Cole for like my son, yes. Michael Cole and Corey Graves, which is crazy. Tony and Excalibur in AEW is it's just, it's like you, you always, you don't really think about it while it's happening. You don't think about what's going to be the voice of wrestling as it's happening. And that, uh, that maybe that's because it changes, you know, frequently at times, but man, it is it special to think back on like that's, what narrated professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. What about, uh, William Regal? We see he's, uh, got in a package here talking about John Cena and Randy Orton for the spinner title. Uh, what was your experience like with Regal? I, I think Regal always kind of like accepted me and took me in because I was with fit Finley I and guess. he didn't want to do anything obviously to, to upset fit. And they were so close always. And so him and I always Regal and I always had a very, very good relationship. And it was one of those, man, I, he's so, he's so like revered in wrestling and by, by everyone in wrestling. I remember what stands out to me most about Regal is his stuff with Tajiri. And I say it all the time, his, cause he could, but he could do the technical man. He would do the comedy bits. And he was so damn good at pulling that stuff off. And because you saw his personality, that's who he is. Of he's course just it is. Yeah. the most fun human once you get to know him. And he's just a such a good guy. Yeah. He's he's one of the funniest men ever. He really is. And it's it can be such like a dry humor that you almost like question if you heard it correctly. Like, did did he just get one over on me? And it, yeah. it always did. Yeah. Yeah, he's to me. It's like, uh, to me, it's like Regal, Dean Malenko, two of the funniest guys that I've ever been around in my life. That no yeah. one would expect. That no one would expect. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. It is interesting to think about uh, some of those big personalities behind the scenes and how they don't always translate to in front of the camera. Like I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but Tony, you acted like Brad Armstrong was similar, right? Oh yeah, Brad Armstrong had a great personality great personality and would hit you with one line quips. Arn Anderson's in that as well. Oh yeah. Tony, why do you think that is? Is it just that the cam in front of the, it's just for some reason that in front of the, when the, they always say that when the red light comes on, it just doesn't resonate. Yeah, I, I guess because they, they, they feel like that they're playing a role and they stick with that role. Um, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. I kind of feel the same way doing my commentary through the years. I mean, people didn't realize, uh, how I was until we started doing this podcast and how I really am was nothing like 
the one the guy that you saw on Nitro and all that stuff. So, oh, here's Stevie Richards. They're going to get him to whack JBL on the head with a chair, which is one of my favorite moments, actually. Oh, I love it. It man was that. That's how you Supposed do it. Be one shows. of the great dudes in wrestling too. I never, yeah. uh, I oh, haven't yeah. met Stevie, but I was such a fan of his stuff in uh, ECW. But I know he helped a lot of people with DDPY, and he's having, a, he's got a great YouTube channel now, and uh, I think he's done a, a tremendous job helping a lot of people. But man, he was in a big battle just for his own life not too long ago. I'm glad. Yeah, he's still yeah. Working. Post his post run, almost like you know Chris Nowinski, too. He's doing so much post wrestling to help. Yes. And, and it's just, it's awesome. The, the give back that's not even in wrestling. It's not like training or anything. It's just outside stuff that these guys are doing. We, uh, we got to talk a little bit about the people that were assholes. Dylan, <laughs> we've talked a lot about the people that you liked. Give us some dirt. <laughs> Who are the assholes? I get asked that a lot. Like I do the, my podcast, the going postal podcast. And I, I get asked that frequently. Like, oh, how is this guy? Is it true that he was a dick? I truly feel like people, I, I talked about it like with Regal earlier. I feel like people were great with me because they were afraid of fit and they were afraid of what Finley would do to him. And, and if they, if they had a match with them, so everyone was great to me. Like I have, I had zero like locker room bullying or locker room, you know, hazing because I was Fitz kid and I, I got, man, I got lucky because it was kind of like slowing down during this era, but it was still prevalent. And, and that where the, the hazing, you hear about it with Miz having to change, you know, in the, in the janitor's closet and getting kicked out of the locker room for weeks and it happened. I saw it happen, but it never was. It never happened to me. And I was very, I was really lucky, man. I, I, man, that Carlito haircut. What the hell was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild haircut. This looks. Yeah, he went from the huge wild. effort of that. But uh, no, it, it, I, I was very, very lucky, and and I, I almost, I, I would always say to Fitz that I think I'm, I think I'm lucking out because of you. And he would just give me a smile and he knew it too. I was, but him and I always had the, the, the true dad and son relationship. And it was always that how I, I still to this day, I wish him a happy father's day. I, you know, I don't know if there's uh if there's hazing in the WWE now, but it's, there's no hazing in AEW. I, I yeah. think that's, I think yeah. that's all gone. I think it's a thing of the past because I think like, so. Yeah. I, it should have, you're all there for the same reason. That's right. all reality. You're all there to make money. You're all there to make the, like, if you're working against each other, you're not there to make, like, why would you want to even do that? It just never yeah. made sense to me. It never, never, I never understood it. I love this uh, graphic, the way they're making sure that they're height appropriate. You don't want to make sure that, because normally the guys would fill the whole building, but yeah, they make sure since it's against Mine Kali, was, scoot his down. There's a Survivor Series one with me and Kali too, and I'm literally about an inch tall compared to Kali. I loved those moving graphics, man. That was some such a thing that stood out all the time. Why do people love those so much? I don't. You don't it. like them? I just don't see what the hype's about. I think it's. I think again, it's like the nostalgia of it. I think I people, people, you know, relate it to wrestling when they loved it. 
when I was doing Flair's last match, people were requesting it on social, and I, I sent it to Chris, who, who does a lot of our graphics and stuff. I go, I don't even know what the fuck this means, but can we get moving graphics? Like, well, I don't know what, what that even means. I think we started doing them for a minute. Yeah. Yep. And and then uh, Mansuri came in, and that was the end of that. Dude, what a cool look this is for Triple H. Yeah, he had an underrated entrance, didn't he? Yeah, getting in that, getting in those those neat, the multicolored lights on under the stage there. What, uh, where were you at with the bottle of water? It feels like everybody these days pours a bottle of water over their head. And of I, course he was famous for spitting it out. Does you have a bottle of water routine, Dylan? I, yes, I still <laughs> do to this day. I need it. And it's like, I need to condition my hair, which makes it look even more thin of my already thinning hair, which is so stupid. I never, where, when, why did that start? Why did wrestlers? Know. Why do wrestlers want to what look greasy? Yes. Why do you want to avoid like you've already been working out and you're tired? Wouldn't if you're getting ready for a fight, wouldn't you want to be like not tired and not like post workout? Well, you want to just be like, hey, I'm ready to go. I never understood it. uh, Maybe it makes you look like a badass that I've gone through this workout, I've done all this hard work. It's and here I am, I'm ready to go. I don't know. I don't get it, but yeah, I have a definite routine. Got to, got to, con- uh, leave in conditioner with my hair, with the water. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I, every time before I go yeah. up. Now, Tony, I uh, know you have a water bottle routine. You actually shove it up your ass, right? Well, I, I shove it up my ass and it comes out my nose, <laughs> which is really wow. cool. Yeah, it is. That's a fun and, party and, trick for the whole family. Really? And all, and although we don't do hazing anymore, I do that in the, in the male talent locker room all the time, just for a pop, just to shove things in your ass. Well, yeah. And also to clean out my asshole. Hopefully I don't shit my pants later. Have you had to piss during a, during a show yet? No, I can no. hold my piss. I can hold my piss. You, you never adopted the old JR wear darks. No, never had, never had that problem. Hey, in my real life, man, I'm helping people save money. I'd be glad to help you too. If you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to get out of that apartment, if you're looking to sell your house, if you're looking to fix your credit uh, so you can buy a house, if you're looking to get some pro tips on how to save money to buy a house or how much you need to buy a house, or maybe you're just trying to save some money on your current bills, maybe get rid of some credit card debt, maybe consolidate a car payment. Maybe you just need some cash to do some remodels around the house. Whatever it is, we can help you at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. Man, if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. You can get a quick quote, even talk to a live person right now at SaveWithConrad.com or give us a call toll-free, 888-425-0105. By all means, give us a buzz. Ask for me. We're right here on the parkway in Huntsville, Alabama, but licensed pretty much all over the country and able to help you remotely. Uh, seriously, think of me next time you need something in that area. You got a friend in the business. You can also just drop me an email, Conrad at savewithconrad.com. If I can be helpful, I'd love to do that. I'd love to let my family help your family. And don't just take my word for it. Go check us out. We've got an A-plus with the BBB. And you can read all of our five-star reviews. There's more than a 1,000 of them at conradreviews.com. Uh, but savewithconrad.com, that's your hookup, man. Man, can you believe Shelton? I mean, Shelton Benjamin does not age, does he? And that no. dude still looks great. This was 07, and what he 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 started on TV in 02. Yeah, he's five years in here, and and he's still wrestling today. 
And if you put a picture of them side by side, you'd be like, yeah, those are maybe three or four years apart. Nope. 22 years. Our truth too. I just saw a side by side of O2 and today. And it was like unreal. And Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I work with a guy, my buddy, Ron, uh, when I, when, whatever we'd go to lunch or, or dinner or something like that after the office, uh, he, he would always ask people, uh, Hey, how do you think everybody is at the table? Cause he was considerably older than us. When we were in our thirties, he was in his fifties and that routinely he would not be pegged as the oldest guy. And he would always start laughing and say, black, don't crack brother, <laughs> which made me laugh. I was like, wow, I hadn't heard that one before. Okay. Black don't crack. Mm. I can't show Triple H tights aren't uh, the back design isn't it isn't good. I don't like it. It looks like angel wings on his butt. <laughs> oh, does. Triple H's? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Sheldon yeah. still wrestles a day. I mean, he's no longer at the WWE, right? He's over in no. Japan. Yeah, doing okay. New Japan and stuff. Oh, okay. Very cool. I heard something a long time ago that can't be true, but Dylan, you were on the road all this time. Maybe you know. Mm-hmm. Is it true that Shelton Benjamin doesn't work out with weights, just uses his body weight. Is that real? Uh, can we go back to the shit, Tori? The shit talking? Like a. <laughs> oh, you want to shit talk? <laughs> I just can't believe that's a thing. Like, how would you even do that? It's like to be a pro wrestler, you got to do all that bullshit. Well, doesn't a lot of people use the uh, uh, the cables? Mm. Yeah. And the resistance training and things like that? I know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> that happens where does this this working out thing happen guys <laughs> yeah. yeah so also, uh, i've been, been told that shelton benjamin is truly one of the toughest guys i mean just yeah. one of the one of the best athletes and a legit amateur wrestling badass that, oh, yeah really. like him and brock you look at like when they're they were supposed to come in together as this monster team and they both went separate ways and made such obviously they both made such a name for themselves and for Sheldon for such a long time he's we talked about it before he's always been around and always been as they say uh, just a good hand yeah I like the demolition man look here when I was a kid I loved Wesley Snipes and demolition man when he dyed his hair blonde it was a wild look and mm-hmm. it was like uh, Shelton's standing out here with that crazy hair dye did you go through a crazy hair phase, Dylan, in WWE? I had to do that, the bleach blonde. I had to do it every two weeks. I had to bleach my hair. And what was man, your process like for that? I would just, uh, Jan, the makeup lady, was sick of doing it every two weeks, so I would just do it myself at home, which is a probably a good reason my hair is falling out these days. Uh, it, it just, it sucked. It just stunk up the bathroom with the smell of bleach, and I do that in my eyebrows every two weeks. And then after a while, I was just like, I would let it go more and more and no one noticed. And then I would let it go more and no one noticed. And I was like, oh man, okay. And then I just went dark. And then, wow. then of course, it was like three months into being dark hair. They're like, I think it was Michael Hayes. Man, you not bleaching your hair anymore? I said, I haven't for months. Oh, why? <laughs> so, I don't know. I just didn't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's what, like... You haven't noticed that I haven't been on TV for two months, but you noticed me not dyeing my hair. How long were you with the company from when to when? Two weeks under 10 years, uh, 2006 wow. to 2016. Wow. Oh. How about that? That's a I good was, role. I was told, uh, I was told six months when I got, when I got hired, 
I was told this is probably going to be a six month gig. I have a question, but going back to, um, when you found out you were going to be Vince's yes. son for this, mm -hmm. yeah. Bruce, Bruce Pritchard came to you and said, let me have your phone. Like, like the U S government literally, why, 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 why because, did he confiscate your phone? Because he didn't want anyone to know. Like he didn't want my friends or family to know no one. Talk about paranoia. Yikes. Well, you know, they were uh, concerned about leaks. I get like that. It. Yeah. I mean, leaks were everywhere. Jeez. Speaking of leaks, we got a few in our uh, group chat here. You can be a part of our live studio audience at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Brooke wants to know, Dylan, which wrestler today would you want to work with on TV? Is there a wrestler today you'd like to do something with? Because he's my my son's absolute favorite is uh, Darby. Oh wow, man, that that guy, that, and he's like he's been so nice to Landon and so nice to me whenever I've seen him or talked to him. Uh, he just we were backstage at AEW in Milwaukee a few months ago, and he ran right up like he he came up to Landon and them two were just having a conversation before I could even like say hey oh hello and it was just but he he's something special man he is i say it all the time he's this generation's i mean jeff hardy is still going obviously but he is this generation's jeff hardy um the stuff he does is stuff that's never been seen or and shouldn't be done on a on a national weekly level and it's it just it blows my mind he's he's incredible you know he's just climbing the, mount everest he's climbing on mount yeah. everest in a couple of months yeah, yeah. <laughs> just and just a a good human too. Yeah. Like yeah. on top yeah. of all that, just a good human. Yeah. Let's do another one here. DJ Turnup wants to know, uh, Tony, have you played the new Suicide Squad game? Uh, DJ, I've not. As a matter of fact, my uh, video playing days have gone by the wayside. I haven't played in I haven't played in months any game. I I got back on Halo recently, and I know the Halo. Uh, Television show is now streaming on Paramount uh, Plus. Awesome. This, yeah, the season two. Uh, so it'll probably get me back in it again. But uh, I really need to get back to it. But here's what happened was a couple of times is I would start playing, and then Lois would say from down downstairs, "Tony, are you playing video games again?" I went, "Yes, mom." Okay, just checking. I said, "No, you're bitching. You're not just checking." <laughs> Okay, so so I don't have to hear. Tony, play video games again. I just don't play. Were you a video game guy? I didn't know this about you. Oh yeah, absolutely. New always and new stuff too. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I I like. Uh, I mean, I've got I've got uh, I've got a PlayStation Five. I got an Xbox X, and I like. Uh, you know, I subscribe to both, uh, so I can download just about anything I want. That's awesome. And uh did you uh you play red dead redemption too loved it greatest loved. game ever yeah uh ever. i still don't believe grand theft auto 6 is even going to happen even though Isn't that amazing what a trailer like i i i'll believe it when i see like a box for it like i just i hope it i uh, if it happens you know I, I already told my guys i'm gonna take off uh, a day from work and play it the first day i haven't played a video yeah. game forever but i'm getting back in for that one you know what I you know what I don't like about Grand Theft Auto 5 that I have? What? I can't control the fucking car. 
Yes. Yes. It sucks. It's, it, Especially it's, online. It's, online it's, is dog shit. Yeah. You, you're everywhere. I mean, I just keep wrecking. And it's like, fuck this. You know, so I know it's got a great story and everything. And, and I like the part where you're shooting. But driving, fuck, man. Stop. Red Dead, Red Dead was I to me was far and away better. Yeah, yeah. Red Dead, Red Dead had me emotional at the end of it. Yep, it really did. Yep. When a video game can pull you into a, a character like that and make you love a character, yeah, yeah, that's that that's well done. So there, Randy Orton in one of those affliction style shirts. Another affliction shirt. Uh, they're everywhere. The Packers in the front row. You got to meet a lot of celebrities in your 10 years. Bill. Yeah. Who are you most uh, excited to meet? Uh, I was just telling the story the other day to a couple of buddies of mine. Shaq. Like yeah. Shaq was essentially my childhood. Shaq and Michael Jordan. But Shaq, I always like. Ultimate Warrior was my guy compared to Hogan. Shaq was my guy compared to uh, Michael Jordan. I just yeah. I loved Shaq. So he would come around a lot. And he came up to me one week and he goes, wait, wait, right there. Wait. I said, okay, Shaq, of course I will. And I didn't have any idea why. And he came up to, he, he left the hallway and he came back. He goes, my kids really want to meet you. They didn't want to, they didn't care about John Cena or the undertaker or triple H. They wanted to meet you. And I was like, oh, that's like the most heartfelt thing ever that I've had happen. And then I realized kind of like over my time, with WWE, because uh, they started me off as as a heel with Finley, and then especially with this storyline and stuff, I was just babyface, complete babyface, and kids loved me, and I didn't get it right away, and then I was like, oh, they think I'm a child. That's how they view me, is a child with a beard. This all makes sense now. So to have Shaq's kids not care about John Cena or Undertaker or anything and want to meet me was such a cool thing and such a, uh, man, I'm doing something pretty cool moment. Wait, you're, are you saying right now you're not a child? I'm not a child. I'm a 37 year old half man. I thought you were Benjamin button Jones. Nope. That's Christian. Christian oh, is Benjamin gotcha. button. Uh, Tony, give everybody a uh, time code. Where are you at right now? If they're watching, okay, I, I'm looking at John Cena's face. I'm at 49. I'm sorry, 42, 21, 22, 23, 24. It's Randy Orton, Tony. Well, who did I say? John Cena. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you're looking sure. at John Cena, I'm I'm way I off. I was yeah. way off too. I was sorry, like, oh I'm no. Looking, <laughs> I'm looking at Randy Orton's face. Jeez, whiz. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you, uh, Dylan, what, what do you make of this? Uh, uh, the Hasbulla stardom that took over the last couple of years. what do you think of that? I love this little man. I love Hasbulla. I love everything about Hasbulla. The only thing I don't like about Hasbulla is because I'm a Disney fanatic. Everything about Disney. I love the parks, movies, everything. And then seeing him, uh, like terrorize Mickey mouse when he visited, and get away with it was upsetting to me. I love Hasbula. He's he just makes me laugh. He's a funny he's a funny little guy. Tony, do you have any idea what we're talking about? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> if Tony would have would have said yes, I man, I would have been I would have loved him even more. Yeah. You got to look up Hasbula, Tony. Okay, you won't understand why. 
what made me think of it is when you said that they thought you were a kid because i thought remember when hasbulla met mike tyson yes tyson picked him up and treated him like he was a five-year-old i'm like my man's 20 put him down (laughs) what are you doing this is a grown man right here (laughs) he picked up so it's a little person tony uh, Uh, I, i got that much (laughs) <laughs> and mike tyson picks him up and starts kissing on him like he's a you know kindergartner and it's like hey dude that's a grown man that you're forcing some sugar on right there and mike didn't know he's just like oh he's a cute little guy and it's like god damn we gotta somebody should have clued mike in <laughs> hey man this ain't cool even if they clued mike in mike's gonna do what he fucking wants I don't think, yeah. yeah i think mike still would have would have would have treated yeah. him the same that's right I, uh, I don't, I'm very unaware of the world. By, we, by, we love you for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll find out, I'll find out things that happen in wrestling. If Britt Baker will like send me a link to something that happened on Twitter. Cause I don't, I just, I just stay away from it. You know, I just, right. my life's better without it. It really is. Your life will be relaxed. better with Hasbula. <laughs> your, your he, is, he is an entertaining little fucker. Yeah. Okay. He's not a wrestler, right? Or he just no, a no. little guy. Just a okay. personality. And he terrorized Mickey Mouse, huh? Yeah, I didn't like that too much. And he I, might I go to hell that. for that. Because he, he I, go to. I don't feel like they had him meet Mickey Mouse, and he's never seen anything like Mickey Mouse before. He's from Russia, correct? Yes. So he's never seen anything like Mickey Mouse, uh, like in person. And so he tried to like take Mickey Mouse's head off and all of this to see what Mickey Mouse really was. Right. And I, I, that's, it's crossing the line for me. Why, why do the, why do the uh, security guys have pink shirts on? It's a great question. Uh, yeah. I just don't get that. Yep. Yeah. There's John Cena. Oh, I, there you go. There was John. There's John Cena. That, yes. This, I got no affliction shirt. Well, the back of it kind of looks very affliction-y. Mm. Yeah. Uh, John Cena, I think, uh, is one of those that people are just now starting to understand. Like, during the John Cena run, he had so much, quote-unquote, heat on uh, amongst the internet wrestling community where they just hated him. But I think now, with the benefit of hindsight, people are like, you know what? He was kind of a big damn deal for a long damn time. He was the torchbearer. Yeah. Not only that, he has done so much, uh, so much charity work. Oh yeah. More make a wishes than anyone in history. Right. Exactly. Always just been a good human too. Like, yeah, it's a good human. Good. Most like always so worked beyond compare in the company, doing media stuff and all of that. And then just being the, like, exactly like you said, Conrad, the torch carrier. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the time, uh, that I can remember that I went backstage when Arn was a, a producer or a coach back then, John Cena was one of the nicest, uh, ones to me. So, and Brock Lesnar was very nice to me too. So, oh, look at that. Have you seen, uh, the trailer for John's new movie, Tony, Ricky Stanicki? No, I'm not. Go out of your way to watch that on YouTube when we finish. It looks 10 out of 10. You know, as you know, Megan hates everything wrestling. Yeah. So when I said, Hey, I want you to watch this trailer, she was kind of into it. And then she saw John Cena and she goes, I could see in her head, she was like, What the fuck? And then when it was yeah. over, she goes, When's that come out? I want to watch that. <laughs> I mean, it's really, really well done based on the trailer anyway. I can't wait to see it. 
So you didn't take her to see the Iron Claw? No. We uh we we were planning to see it and then she had something come up at work, but I had already like uh blocked my day out. So Cassio Kid tagged in and we saw it together and I mean we'll see it on streaming as I understand that it, it's coming out on streaming just any day now if it's not already. Good. So good, because I haven't seen it. I was gonna wait till it came out on streaming. I mean, it's not uh, what I would call a feel-good movie, Tony. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but it doesn't end well. That's what I've heard. Well, yeah. I don't expect it to end well. Yeah. Do you feel it was uh, completely true to the story, Conrad? Yeah, I mean, listen, I could I could probably rattle off 10 historical inaccuracies, but at the same time, you understand, like, hey, man, they're trying to tell a 20- or 30-year story in the confines of of two hours. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, they combined a couple of kids and there's some things that are out of order. You know, I, I don't want to give any spoilers here, but there's some things you're like, well, that didn't exactly happen that way, but a little creative, creative license. And now since so many wrestling fans are so familiar with the specifics of that story, it does make me wonder how many other movies, when we see based on a true story, I mean, there's some liberties in there that yeah, aren't yeah. like massive, but I'm sure to the people they affect, it's a big deal. Hmm. Um, we had I, David I, Manning, we had David Manning on with us and he said yes. there was obviously he kind of poked through some of the holes on that, which we can, if anybody knows anything about what happened, it's David. So, oh, for sure. And the idea that he wasn't consulted in all of it, it's like, how do you do that without talking to the people who were there? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Dylan, have you been to Australia before? Yes. I, uh, I'm going for the first time, April 11th through April 14th, star cast down under Ballarat, Victoria, Australia. It's our very first international star cast, Bret Hart, Eric Bischoff, Mickey James, Shelton, Benjamin, Chris masters, and so many more to be announced. We've got not one, but two wrestling shows. Mickey James will present H E R, which will be an all women show. And Bret Hart is bringing the Australian stampede, a super card of wrestlers from all over the world. This will be the first time I've ever been on stage with Bret Hart. I can't wait to pick his brain in a panel. We're calling Hitman an evening with Bret Hart. We'll be talking about the 30th anniversary of his WrestleMania 10 match with Owen Hart. What can you expect? Well, if you grab a platinum or a gold bracelet, you get all access to all the events. On April 11th, April 12th, April 13th, and April 14th, something for everybody. Meet and greets galore. Meet all your favorites. See the matches. Watch the shows. And I'm even bringing some of our ring news belts, including the Macho Man Randy Savage's Intercontinental, the big gold belt from the NWA, and the glory days of Nitro. I'll also have the the WCW world title that Ron Simmons made famous. And maybe the biggest belt of all, at least lately, the WrestleMania 17 world title from Stone Cold and The Rock. They'll all be with me at StarCast. I can't wait to see you there. Grab a bracelet right now at StarCast.com. That's S-T-A-R-R-C-A-S-T.com. And be sure to keep up with all the new announcements on Twitter at StarCast Events or StarCast.com. Very cool, brother. Very cool. Now, you, you mentioned Mickey James. We're seeing her in the ring right now. How about that? Yeah. About that for timing against Jillian, I guess one of the divas. Here's Michelle, who's the women's champ. She did a Playboy spread as well. Looking as only she can look as a friend of ours. She's she's beautiful. Beth Phoenix, we know, is uh, the lovely Adam Copeland's wife. What a great family they have. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen Beth backstage uh, a couple of times. She's really cool. Really cool. Connor, you talked about that. Uh, I noticed a lot online lately about the WrestleMania 17 belt that you have. Mm-hmm. And I had a question I was going to text you. Uh, sure. and, but then we're on this. Is the logo scraped off? Did I notice that? Yeah. So they tried to uh, scrape it off on the side plates, but they just like covered up the F. They got the F out on the main plate. Here. On the main plate. I noticed it on the main plate. I never knew that they did that. I thought they just made a new plate. Yeah, so what they did, uh, and, and, and some people online were curious about this because technically the belt wasn't used on TV after the name change, but they did have all of those WrestleMania access shows. So whenever uh, they debuted it or showed it off, they just wanted to make sure that you know it didn't have that on there. So yeah. some of those belts were definitely altered just so they could display it. The same reason they would you know, edit out the turnbuckles in the video. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I never knew that. Okay. All that shit. Tony, do you have what is probably your most like prized self possession that you uh, have from, from dog that? bug <laughs> from wrestling? Yeah, I, I have nothing from wrestling. Nothing. Nothing. No, I was always kind of a, a baseball collector. Okay. Never, never really a wrestling collector. Nothing from anything you like any show you've worked. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Huh. He's got um he's got some shitty underwear from Kingman, Arizona. <laughs> Not just Kingman. <laughs> yeah, Kingman, I, Arizona. I, I did have it one time, Dylan, and I did have the KISS shirt and the uh the orange and yellow uh shirt I wore over top of it when I turned heel on Mike Tanay at TNA. And we gave yeah. that remember we gave that away at uh at Top Guy Weekend or uh, Low Key Big Hog get together. Low key big get together yeah so i had that but no i didn't have I, I i've really not been much of a wrestling collector i do have i do have a mean gene okerlin uh figure because mean gene was my man he just yeah. i think it's the, the greatest stick man ever so There's my were man. you guys very close yeah we were pretty cool yeah. yeah we were yeah we we drove we rode together a lot we really did this is beth phoenix right here right mm-hmm Yep, you're watching Beth Phoenix, and uh, there's Candace Michelle doing commentary. But Beth Phoenix is wrestling Mickey James here. Oh, she, I think Beth did a run in. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's Jillian. Yeah. So give everybody a time code uh, where you're at here, Tony. Okay. I am at, let me get to it here. I'm at uh, 54, 37, 38, 39, 40. Seeing a replay of uh, Beth come in. And Colcock Jillian. And then. Uh, Where did that saying come buster. from? <laughs> what, Cole Cole Cock? Cock? That's a great Cole question. Cock. I don't know. It's like cold cuts, right? It just sounds cool, I guess. Yeah, she just gave uh, Jillian a muscle buster. How about mm-hmm. that? Earliest known use was the 1920s. The earliest known use of the verb cold cock is the 1920s. Uh, so uh, the theories of its origin range from caulking the seams of a boat to striking someone with a blunt object, such as a water faucet. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's well, not we... cold C O C K it's cold caulk. Yeah. Like, like what's dangling for you with cold in front. 
Okay. <laughs> so like glaciers, ding dong. Okay. Old cock. Okay. That's what he would deliver. Yeah. So listen, uh, as we know, everything that you read online is true. It has so to be. Yeah, it has to be. So there's the, oh, look at this. Sandman comes in. Is that Maria Canellis in the background? Yep. I believe so. How about that? Santino too, man. Just the best. Every role he's ever he was ever given. Yeah, I've seen him. Uh, I think I've seen him show up backstage at some of our shows. Yeah, he, he's a he's yeah. a friend of the Bowies and the mm -hmm. business. Yeah, he's pretty cool. We uh we might be watching different feeds here because uh, I keep finding myself just a couple seconds behind you guys. We um we need to talk about what you're doing these days, Dylan. You mentioned yeah. your podcast. Tell everybody the name of your podcast where they can find your podcast. I don't know you're still making town. Making towns. Uh, I'm doing a podcast. We launched it I, originally with the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, and then uh, myself and my co-host George Feast. Uh, we, we launched it kind of on our own. We had a, a about a year ago and it's completely hundred percent free. Uh, and you can find it wherever you find your favorite podcasts, you Apple pod, Spotify, all that jazz and a free video version on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dylan Postel. Every week it's a, it's a bi-weekly podcast. We do it every other week and we do either an interview one week where we've dubbed kind of small talks where I've had Renee Paquette, Kofi Kingston, Ethan Page, Brian Myers. And then I had Brad Williams, the, the midget comic. It's okay to say that word. I said it. It's fine. Tony, you get a pass for this show. Thank um, you. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's all stuff <laughs> like that. Or then one week we'll go over something of my career, like the Vince's son angle. We talked in depth about that. And the, when I won the cruiserweight title or, just stuff like that. And it's something that I've really, really enjoyed doing. Um, going Postal Podcast, wherever you find it. And uh, a lot of things at the end of the episodes, especially like the the career throw look back episodes, there's a hot take where whatever that week really upset me, such as grilled cheese. Uh, you got hate with grilled cheese? I fucking hate grilled cheese. There is... There is no All right, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> like I, there's something random, like going for walks. That was the latest one. If you just go for a walk, to me, it's it's useless. Go for a bike ride. Go a walk in a park is different than just walking around the block. I hate it. I just normal things that people enjoy that really really piss me off. I just I, it it fires me up, and I've realized at 37 years old, I'm okay admitting little things can make me angry and, and just that's my life. But, uh, that's all we cover on the going postal podcast. And we're having a lot, a lot of fun. So I would love listening to this show to check it out as well. Little things can make me angry. Little things make me angry. would be a great t-shirt. <laughs> uh, going postal, by the way, you need to spell postal. Some of our P O S T L not postal, like, uh, the envelope or the, the mailing service postal P O S T L like my last name. And, uh, I, I do want to call you on something because as you described everything that you're upset about and don't like, and pisses you off the hot take, all that jazz, you may not realize it, but what you just said sounded 
like you're basically Larry David. So I know you don't like Seinfeld. You're not a Seinfeld guy, but where are you at on curb your enthusiasm? That's the Seinfeld ripoff show, right? It's the, it's the adult HBO Larry's, uh, Larry David creation. I remember when I was into buying DVDs, I bought all the seasons. and I've never watched one. I, I, I don't like when people are really passionate about a television show. I don't, it, I think it turns me off on the show because I mean, then if I like it, I really like it. The office is the greatest show of all time. You're not going to change my opinion on that. The easily the greatest show of all time. And I don't know. I just can't get into old shows. I just, it, whoa, that died from Sandman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where the shit are you guys? What time is it? <laughs> One uh, hour and 30 seconds. I'm at 34 seconds, yep. 35. They should have replayed it. What the fuck? Oh, man. So, uh, so Dylan, what's your top five TV shows of all time? Not wrestling. Uh, the office. Yep. Dexter. Okay. Uh, survivor. Huge Yikes. survivor guy. Did you? <laughs> I just saw your head shake. I felt the wind from your head shake, Conrad. <laughs> oh God. It's such a oh, bad show. Uh, home improvement. Okay. Five is a hard one. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what five. That's would be. okay. You can stop at four because your taste is worth shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you a story. Sorry, it's not fucking mash like I'm sure yours is, Tony. No, oh, Jesus. No, no, no. <laughs> Here's Tony's favorite show: Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, Dark, Elevation. Those are five. Jaguars recap number six. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your What's your your top three of all time? Or uh, any any after the year 2000 I, okay oh uh oh boy he fucked you on that dude. <laughs> my uh my favorite of all time is west wing then then the office and then breaking bad and then the sopranos and then probably ted lasso wait a minute an episode of sopranos in my life you know, I thought we were friends before today, but if it doesn't I make me laugh, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I, I have a mo movies. I don't see movies either. That's another Survivor thing makes you laugh. Like if yeah. movies, if it's not a comedy, Disney or or Muppets, I ain't watching it. Mm. Never seen Forrest Gump in my life. Never seen Goodfellas. The only Tom Hanks movies I've seen are Toy Story and Castaway. Let me just tell you, Dylan, you're a, you're just a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> asshole. I'm finding it really hard to shoot. I mean, I don't know that you have any redeeming qualities. Never seen a Brad Pitt film. That's fine. Never seen a. I don't know if I've seen a Tom Cruise film. Yikes! He may be. The wait, 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 wait! You didn't see Top Gun? Hell no. The he, first he one. Be. You didn't see the Hell first. Hell no. Tom Cruise may be one of the greatest action stars ever. I hate to say that because, but he really, I think, I think Top Gun Maverick and all the uh, Mission Impossible movies proved that to me. Did you see Rocky? Okay. You didn't see Rocky. <laughs> okay. Uh, Conrad, we have as our guest a fucking <laughs> idiot here today. Okay. <laughs> what, what, I, what do you know? Like all the classics, like Goodfellas, never seen a casino. 
Never. I knew. So when I did Muppets Most Wanted, I oh you're gonna hate this. Yeah. Ray Liotta starred in Muppets Most Wanted with with me, uh, and I knew him from Muppets from Space. Not. <laughs> <laughs> because he did a 30 second cameo in Muppets from Space. I knew Ray mm. Liotta from that, not okay. from his past filmography. We are we we, uh, we are seeing a lot of uh, military but a lot of girls here too. This is This is the Diva Surge. They're doing Diva Surge here. Okay. Yeah. You know you don't know about the Diva Surge, Tony? I do now. Okay. You know, they were trying to do what they could to get ratings and it's not the attitude era anymore. So okay. they found a different way to go about it, I suppose. Right. A lot yeah. of girls came it? from the diva search in reality though. Oh, for yeah. sure. That not even just the winners. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What um wow. Wow. Okay. Enough with the wows. Uh, so you were telling us earlier about Fit Finley and how he was your TV dad, but yeah. you're, you've told me before that maybe your wrestling dad is Tommy dreamer. Is that right? I, I consider him a wrestling dad, Tommy dreamer. Uh, he hired me or he, he called me to, to, to hire me. Um, he was in talent relations at the time and he was the one to call me and hire me. I ignored his phone call five times because it came up blocked or restricted I thought it was a credit card company trying to get their money from me. And so I, so I just constantly ignored the phone call. And, uh, but yeah, he's, he's my wrestling dad. He, uh, he's another one that, that gets a, the, the happy father's day text just because he's, he's done a lot for me and he's always just been such a, a good guy to me and, and really taken me on, uh, you know, under his wing. I think he's been a good guy to just about everyone in the business. Yeah, he really, really has. Yeah. If Tommy doesn't like you, you're you're probably not a good person. I say that that's how it's Kofi Kingston. Man, yeah. if you have a bad thing to say about Kofi, you are in the wrong. Like you yeah, are yeah, truly yeah. in the wrong and you're the horrible person on the on the planet. Hey, uh, here's something that Tony will uh enjoy. Let's shit on Bruce. You got any fun uh Bruce stories you can share? I you know what? I wish I could. I, I wish I could. He took your uh, phone. Jeez. He, we we like just visited. Uh, we, were, we were invited to SmackDown a few a couple months ago, too. And Landon loves Logan Paul. My son is a 14-year-old kid that just loves Logan Paul. And Bruce found out about this and introduced him to Logan Paul. Man, he, he it was shaking. I've never seen him have this reaction to someone ever was just crazy and that it was it was a, a really really cool thing of him to do so i i wish i could i wish i could shit on him for something uh he always tells the story about me backstage it was a saint patty's day episode so of course you have to have the the leprechaun in on the show and yeah. it was a saint patty's day edition of smackdown and they had me in a backstage segment drinking guinness and then by the end of the shoot, they found six cans of Guinness just emptied and me in a very, very fun, sleepy way during at the end of the shoot. And Bruce then brings Undertaker into the dressing room to see me having fun. 
And it's just one of those things where, man, I got I got put on television to have some fun that day. And I, I can't I can't complain about that too much. That's awesome. Six, six cans of Guinness. It was a sixer. I okay, then it was a fun day. I bet it was getting paid to drink. It's a good yeah. day. <laughs> Is it true that once upon a time, I don't think Tony's ever heard this story that, uh, maybe oh. you had too much to drink and they had to, uh, maybe transport you around the hotel. My first WrestleMania, uh, I was celebrating that day too. Cause it was WrestleMania. Mm. It was two days before WrestleMania and it was going to be my first one. And I was just excited to be there. So we, we went out and i had some libations and we pulled up as bruce and jbl were pulling up they saw me in my sleepy state and they put me on a luggage cart and got me into my room right before vince pulled up to the hotel <laughs> so they uh they saved me that day and it's but that's again one of those things where i talk about jbl and man anyone else i'm pretty sure he would have messed with but I, I was with Finley, so he, he he treated me well. Oh, we're looking at the vice grip of the great Kali. The greatest big gold champion of all time. <laughs> I mean, what a nice man. I had an opportunity to meet him at a, my yeah. first WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania 30. And when a big old guy like that's walking through the Roosevelt Hotel in New Orleans, you're like, uh this is a fun photo op. I don't normally do this, but you don't even have to be a wrestling fan to appreciate this photo op. Right. That's how Sotnam on the Jericho cruise. I walked up to Sotnam singing and I go, yeah. Hey man, we need a picture. Okay. Yeah. And it was just the nicest human too. Like, isn't he, isn't he like one of the nicest, the nicest guys ever? Yeah. The nicest. Did you shake his hand? Of course I did. I held it. And I held his finger like Kali. I'm telling you, you shake Sotnam Singh's hand and you're like, I am, uh, I am a different species from this person. <laughs> Conrad, I don't have real hands. I have, <laughs> I don't like, how do you think I feel? <laughs> you have real hands. I have the hands of a four-year-old child. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say to this right now. Uh, I'm, I'm more uncomfortable than I've ever been. <laughs> Well, I'll put it this way. He may have hands of a four-year-old child, but because he likes Survivor, he has a taste of a four-year-old child, too. Yeah, there you go. That's out of line. He's on absolutely out of line. It's on a strict diet of, of hot dogs, mac and cheese, and chicken fingers. Yes. <laughs> You're saying that's a bad thing? Pizza rolls. Chocolate milk. Yeah. Fuck pizza rolls. Fuck pizza rolls. Hey, you know something that Tony... Tony, I forgot to tell you something that... uh I saw Dylan do, I couldn't believe this, but we were hanging out. He's uh, Dylan's actually the first person to put me on orange Cassidy in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Right. And he was working for a promotion at the time, making a shot for black label pro shout out to Mikey. How big's Batista's dick.com. Anyway, uh, he's telling me that he has a match coming up against Nick Gage. And then later as after he survives that I see him. WrestleMania weekend, he had a match with Scott Steiner. Yeah. Dan, Moff, Can you imagine? That same, Dan Moff that same weekend too. Yeah. I mean, um, was it, or did you have like a life insurance policy? You were trying I to, I called it, I called it my, I, I'm not, I ain't dead yet. We tour. It was just WrestleMania weekend. I want to do these crazy matches. 
And I was like, man. And then by the end of it, by Sunday, I was like, I, I shouldn't have done that. Like I yeah. it just, but it was fun. And I don't know. I can knock it off my bucket list. Right. And, and I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that not happening ever again. Now those are guys good to work with though. Right. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick Gage is always, he's, he would hate anyone saying it. I'm sure, but he's such a sweetheart. Just nice a guy, sweetheart yeah. he, of a man. A great guy. Yeah. Like, just a, a good human. Yeah. Yeah. We had him a couple of times and I was so, yeah, it was so great to talk to him. It really was. Oh, you know what? We need to have him on the show, Tony. Oh man. He would be great. Yeah. He, I think he's just, he's one of those guys that now he's just happy to still be here. Like, yes, really. I, I would is. imagine so. Yes. Yeah. He truly is happy to be here and happy that people care about him, which makes People care about him more, and you can feel Absolutely. that. I went up to him and talked to him about how glad I was he was here and how I've seen some of his crazy stuff and how I've enjoyed it, which is a shoot. I have. I've seen his crazy stuff. I enjoyed it, and it meant so much to him, and it really did, and he let me know how much it meant to him. So, And it was you could tell it was uh, he was authentic. It was There's a video guy. of him and we were talking about William Regal, him and Regal talking. And it's it's an that interaction at our event in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where, yeah, that's where it was, and it was an interaction that, I mean, you'd never dream of ever happening. And it's just so cool that both of them were happy to meet each other. Like, that's why I love this man. I talk about it all the time. I love doing this still to this day, because it's just fun and the interactions are are just great every time. He he was yeah. nervous to go meet Regal. He said, Connor, do you think it'd be okay if I said hello to Mr. Regal? And I go, What? <laughs> he goes, I just wanted to make sure it was okay. And I go, dude, you don't have to ask permission. Go say what's up. And he goes, Why? Well, I wasn't sure. And I go, What do you mean? You're fucking Nick Gage. Go say hello. It's fine. He didn't and what if you would have said no? <laughs> right. I guess I mean, he's trying to be deferential, not to me, but of Mr. Regal. Like, what if he doesn't want to be bothered? I go, No, he's great. Just go say hello. It's fine. And of course, Regal was Regal. Pleased yep. to meet you. I don't think Regal had seen much of his stuff. I don't think he consumes that, but you know, he's nice to everybody. He at least knew the name. You know what I mean? How yeah. could you know the yep. name? Prestigious champion right there, Conrad. No doubt about it. Oh, brother. Here comes Batista. God, look at them, brother. Look at those. Those are like Road Warrior Hawk traps. Yeah, that's a big boy. Yeah. Boy, he's had a great career after wrestling, hasn't he? Unreal, yeah. Wow. The nicest guy ever, too. Our uh, our friend Corey Ryan Forrester had an opportunity to meet him and said he just, the real-life Dave could not be cooler. The best. It's amazing that wrestling attracts so many cool people. And then, you know, unfortunately, what makes the news is a couple of shitheads. That's what the, that's what they want. I mean, but that's, that's exactly that, get, that gets clicks and that's what they want. Nice things never get clicks. Positivity doesn't get clicks in 2024. What, what got the most clicks during the Super Bowl? It was the, the confrontation between. Oh, Kelsey and Andy uh, Reed and Andy Reed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, the, that's what everybody was hanging their hat on. And that had and, fucking nothing to do with the and game. People wanted the chiefs to lose. Because yeah. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That's, That's why they wanted the Chiefs to lose. Like, 
Because by the way, there's all these football fans who are hating on Taylor, and it's like, what'd she do, bro? She's supporting her boyfriend and going to the games. Blame the TV stations they're showing her. That ain't her fault. And making that team a crazy amount of money, like yeah. and the network and the NFL. And and the the NFL. NFL. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think it's fair, you know, for them to be angry at Taylor. It's like, dude, she went to a game. Like we've all done that. Like what'd she do? Yeah, nothing. That's people are stupid. So here it comes, man. You know, how nervous are you when you hear Vince's music kit? You're under the ring. You got the headset on. You're in your full gimmick. You got your belt. Legitimately, on. Yeah. Going through my head and going. I didn't know how big this story would be. I truly didn't. And it was the week after this night. It was the next TV where Stephanie McMahon comes up to me and she pulls me aside and she goes, hey, can I can I talk to you for a second? I said of course obviously she goes just so you know this is going to be huge and i go yeah she goes yes this is going to be awesome and it's going to be fun and it's going to be a really really good ride let's have fun with this and i was like okay here we go buckle up and it was just but i at this point i was like again because i always thought the sad thing is like with wwe with stuff getting you know you know uh uh, pitches getting denied and ideas yeah. getting canceled and that you, you go week to week sometimes with a, I'll wait if it happens kind of attitude. And it, so I was like, okay, this can last a week and then it'll be done. No, it, it was the biggest thing that ever happened to me. Look at all the people that I guess they're pulling all the boys out of the locker room here. Everyone. Yeah. Or even hacksaw. I mean, it's such a crazy visual because you just well, saw everyone from Cody Rhodes to CM Punk to Hacksaw Jim Duggan out there at the same time. Like, what? How Can't are these guys it? ever in the same company at the same time? But they were. Yeah. I just I just saw Mark Henry's silly ass out there. I have a lot of fun with Mark. Good God. He makes me laugh so much. What was y'all's go-to on the road? Your favorite restaurant to hit on the road when you were in the car with Kali and Mark Henry? Denny's. We would always do Denny's because Kali knew what he would order. Kali could order it himself. And then me being dumb and young, one week I ordered him a burger, not knowing his culture and can't eat. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, right. I didn't fucking know. And he looked at me with, and I saw, I had the fear of death. And I was like, no, I, I, okay, now I get it. I understand. Yep. And it was, it was, it was a, a poor judge or lack of lack of knowledge on my point. He thought you were fucking with him. He didn't hundred percent thought I was, and I was not in the least bit. Yes. You should have bit into it and had uh Marco. <laughs> Do you remember uh Kali's uh, go-to order? Was he uh was he a competition eater like Jeff Jarrett? Uh, five chicken breasts, two orders of rice, and it was like six eggs. That's, that's pretty strong. All right. Are we ready for this now? I don't think we have to track the whole thing, but, okay. uh, all right. Yeah. We'll definitely hit some hot spots. So you see the, okay. the entire locker room's emptied out. It looks like it's the world's biggest lumberjack match. <laughs> Vince McMahon is addressing the audience here. Okay. And of course they've teased the big reveal. Um, What's uh, are your parents? I mean, did everybody get to make the show? Is your dad there? Yeah, my dad, my grandpa, because those were always my two biggest supporters were my dad and my grandpa, and they got them 
awesome seats, like second row on hard cam side. And like, it was just, but then the cool thing was like my dad, the next day I mean, he was, he worked for the street department in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And so his buddies at the street department went, Oh, is there something you got to tell us, Eric, that you've been telling us wrong the whole, this whole time kind of thing. They were giving him a hard time because they saw the reveal on, on wrestling, which man, it's just a, a I look back at this and this is this is probably like only the, the third time I've ever watched this. And uh, this is the uh, process of elimination, Tony, here. So we yeah. heard the attorney say, yeah. your son is not extreme. So everyone who's a part of ECW okay. is free to go, free to leave the ringside area. They are definitely not Vince's son. So one round of eliminations with our game of clue here down. Which uh, we were talking about the Sandman thing. Sandman was drafted to Raw with the draft. Yeah, because he, he just wrestled there. there. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, the pattern, if if this angle's number one, what's your number two biggest moment? Is it DX? When it DX. Okay. Yeah, my run this right here. My for stuff gold. with DX is definitely. Uh, Son has a fondness for gold, so it's a champion, I suppose. Are we tracking this? I'm sorry. You said yeah. So we just, we laid out for the attorney to say your son has okay. a fondness of gold. Okay. So, so far we've eliminated everyone with ECW and now they're saying all the current champs have to stay. So if you're out there with a belt, I mean, how crazy is it that that was uh good brother, Luke Gallows as Festus. Yeah. What a crazy look. So number two was your interaction with DX. That was a big part. Yeah. I would have never thought that that would ever happen. You know, these guys that I watched growing up, obviously sure. I, I was going to be part of them and be able to throw glow sticks and then do pyro, the DX pyro. Like and I was, it was just, it was mind blowing to me. That's amazing. Here's another clue. Skin is fair. My son's skin. You mean my son is Caucasian? I mean, you mean him, but you mean my son is Caucasian? He didn't know how to deliver that line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that basically means uh, hit the bricks, Shelton and uh, Mark Henry. MVP. I think we probably could have guessed that it was that Mark Henry was uh, not the illegitimate son Mark of Henry. this man. Just a lucky guess, I guess. Mark Henry. Can you imagine? I love that they show him too. I just <laughs> the world's strongest son. Uh, <laughs> I love that he goes, Coach, we've already established you're not my son. You can stay. <laughs> so let's uh let's track it here. I think we're gonna have one more clue here, or at least okay. another. Right, but before you guys before we get our next clue, everybody get in the ring. Come on, everybody get in the ring. Proof of family reunion, dysfunctional family reunion, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Your son's skin is fair, as is his hair. Son's skin is fair, as is his hair. So everyone with dark hair has to go now. Of course, JBL takes the hat off. He's pretty smart, but everybody know. So if you got dark hair, you're out of there. Still Sandman's alive though. Yeah. There goes the mayor. 
I bet you everybody was thinking Sandman. Or a lot of people were. The best probably. is like, they didn't know how to get him out. They didn't know how, how to get him out of there. I mean, technically, Triple H has qualified so far. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can you believe this is the uh, the main event angle of a wrestling show here, Tony? I mean, this feels like yes. a soap opera a little bit. No, I, I can believe it. There's no form of entertainment that's quite like this. No, no. A live was... interactive stage show like this. Huh. All right, let's uh, let's check it. All right, uh, you want to help me out here, uh, Professor? We're narrowing it down now individual well you're saying that my my son is a he's caucasian blonde hair champion but is he he's saying he is individual gold or tag team gold which is it who is my son of individual gold is that what you're telling me damn it talk to me yes all right, so that means uh, the tag champs can ski daddle. It's not Lance Cade. It's not Trevor Murdoch. Which they were st- like, they were working back and forth between the backstage guy who and Vince in the ring. None of that stuff was like uh, the back and forth there wasn't scripted. So he's huh. talking to him live, and the, obviously the backstage guy, the the you know the lawyer or attorney or whatever there, isn't prepared for it. <laughs> So we're down to Triple H, JBL, and the fucking Sandman. <laughs> Who is my bastard son? One final clue. Your son loves to play the game. Oh, my gosh. Now, of course, the implication here, Tony, is yeah, that's Triple H. Well, Game. but you know who Triple H is married to. Right. Right. So it would be, it's a Star Wars type deal where <laughs> right. they're brother and sister, bro. I've right. seen those movies. Good for you, Dylan. <laughs> Just the awkward pause here. Staring at one another. How nervous are you right now? Is your heart going a a million to nothing? I just don't want to fall. Literally, I just don't (laughs) want to fall. That's that's all. That's all it is, is, hey, just, you're not going to be out there long. Just don't fall. Triple H says, I don't like this any more than you do. Good facial reactions from both of them. Down to the nitty gritty here. Let's track it. This is not right. This is not right. Your son, Mr. McMahon, does indeed love to play the game. Whether that game be hide and seek, horseshoes, or as seen last Friday night on SmackDown, marbles. Stop talking in riddles. Who's my son? Things are looking up, Mr. McMahon, but not for you, for your son. Horn swaddle. What? I'm a little bastard. Oh my gosh! Look! 
the newest, shortest millionaire heir to the throne. Well, he is an individual champion. He's got fair hair. Dude, you did such a great job. <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at his freaking leg. Oh, God. <laughs> it's almost like you're humping his leg. It's just literally horrible. that was one of the things he told me on yeah. the headset is hey, the final shot, just be hug just just hug my leg and hold on. I was like, <laughs> got it. Got it. And there is such there's a photo out there just of it's of me hugging his leg. And it's uh, one of those things like, man. Uh again, it yeah. it, it just it's such a uh, like a cool memory moment of mine. Yeah, that, and um, Vince's facial reactions are wonderful here. So, Man. like, just playing things off so well. Yeah. Just not moving. Mr. Ram was a great television character, no yeah, doubt. He was. Yeah, he was. Give me a high five, Papa. Man, how fun was this? Again, oh my gosh. I, just, I didn't know that. I had no idea how big it would be. <laughs> no idea. And it went, it was the story going into WrestleMania that year and it just yeah it really uh, did it did it was uh, it was the the biggest thing i could have ever been, like been a part of great stuff well, tony we got one more thing i want to show you and this one's going to be brief but before we do i want to remind everybody today's episode and all of our episodes are brought to you by blue chew it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as viagra cialis and the vitra but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost take them anytime day or night so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all online. That means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. They're all made right here in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. And Bluechew wants to help you have better sex. So discover your options at bluechew.com chew it and do it and we've got a special deal for our listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code whw at checkout just pay five dollar shipping that's bluechew.com the promo code is whw and you receive your first month free visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank blue chew for sponsoring today's podcast and for part two this is going to be a lot of fun we're going to be watching the WLC. this is not available on peacock it is on the wwe youtube so pull up YouTube and just type in WWE WLC. You'll see it went down on Extreme Rules, May 4th, 2014, East Rutherford, New Jersey. 15,907 fans in attendance. It's WWE WLC over on YouTube. We've got 12 minutes and 26 seconds of craziness. I'll give us a countdown and uh, we'll be ready to go. Tony, are you ready? Dylan, are you I'm, ready? Let's go. Ready. Yep. Here we go in three two one play who are they supposed to be <laughs> we're supposed to be you who but taller no 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 no. you guys are us yeah you guys are us no, wait, wait. you guys you don't look anything like any of us no no no, no, no you no, guys no, don't no, look no. like any of us what's, He's a, yeah, we look what's your name i'm michael cole micro cole <laughs> micro cole and who are you uh i'm jerry the mini king lawler and oh you i'm weeby out we be out. Let's go up to our uh so we and micro cole on the commentary here. Tony, is this your, your speed so far? Yeah, I'm di I'm digging this. 
So uh, this is uh, seven years after what we just watched, Dylan. You're still here in WWE, and we're going to be having some fun here. Uh, Tell us what the shit is going on. (laughs) See, Tony, there was was me, a midget, Uh and then uh, they brought in another one like me, a midget bull, who was El Torito. He was with Los Matadors. And... I, I always wanted to work with him because I was a really just wanted to wrestle and B was jealous that they hired another midget and he was getting over obviously uh-huh. uh, because he's awesome. He's literally El Torito is one of the cr- best athletes I've ever seen uh, little or big. And he just does insane things, especially for his size. And uh, I wanted to work with him and they always said, the last thing one they wanted to do is have him and I work with each other because, and I quote, that's just too easy. Well, no shit. Like, <laughs> obviously. So why not do it? So I ended up pitching this and not, couldn't do couldn't do a TLC match. Had to do a LC of little ladders and chairs and tables. And uh, it, they went with it. And they ended up putting it on the pre-show of extreme rules that year and this was in uh, new jersey which yep. is one of the like always known behind chicago as one of the most like heel want to get themselves over crowds right so we we're like man they might boo the hell out of this they might yeah. just absolutely hate it and then it's gonna be a really hard battle <laughs> but from uh, they we somehow we we hit we struck struck gold that night and it was just it was awesome it's the best match i ever had and ever will have so it's one of those moments where i i'll always remember it i mean the attention to detail with the announcers the ring announcer the referee i mean they they pulled out all the stops and i want to remind everybody that you were a part of three man band here so not only Heath Slater but two WWE world champions and Drew McIntyre and, and and gender Mahal, my goodness, what a group that is. And it all happened because they booked it. They booked a six man tag when Heath was in Saudi Arabia. And so they didn't have anyone else to team with them against Matadors and Torito. So they had me with them. And it was one of those things like, okay, so then they had a pair of Heath's pants in the seamstresses and they just had to cut them off. So that's what these pants are is they were supposed to be for Heath. And they just had to cut them off to fit me. Dude, you pretending like you were going to do a suicide dive <laughs> and then bouncing off was just home ruin, dude. It was. <laughs> so it's we LC ladders and chairs. He didn't want the uh, chair. <laughs> no, he picked that chair up and didn't like it. He got a smaller chair and now yeah. he's ready. So great, dude. What's El Torito up to now? Uh, he does the, there's a, there's a midget company that he works for that he does the tours with still. That was another thing, like house shows, everything we worked with each other and he was trying to teach me Spanish as I was trying to teach him to drink tequila. And it was so it was always on our, on our overseas tours. That was always our thing is we'd be, we'd just be hanging out in the back of the bus and he'd be trying to teach me Spanish. Hits Mm. the ref. (laughs) 
Wow, gender just took out the ref yeah. in a way. Oh my gosh, hold him by the tail. You you know when when he came down with that tail, I said that tail is gonna come into play. It's got to. <laughs> hey, do you know in I'm thinking nineteen ninety one? Um, maybe nineteen ninety. That had to be ninety one. Like no, maybe not whatever. Uh, Survivor Series was on on Thanksgiving, and we were watching it. Flatter here, Tony. <laughs> oh no, shit! Dylan ain't about that. He wants the big ladder. So we mm. were watching. We we were watching, and the kids were watching, and there was these midgets chasing Jerry Lawler around the ring. Ninety four. It was ninety four. Yeah. Ninety four. No. So ninety three Survivor 93, Series. Ninety three. Sorry, ninety three. Yep. The, that was that was my kid's favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was my kid's favorite part of Survivor Series. Doink, dink, pink, and wink yeah. against okay. uh, sleazy, queasy, and cheesy, and Lawler. <laughs> yeah. Is this uh, your first ladder match? I did one in the backyard when I was backyard wrestling. I did one. But yes. I mean, that was your Jeff Hardy moment right there. That was my yeah. moment right there. <laughs> Top of the ladder. Dude, I got to tell you, this was, uh, I remember watching this show and, uh, my daughter, Kansas was getting into wrestling and this was our favorite match on the entire show. Thank you. Because it was fun. You know what it I mean? It was something and we, we wanted, so road dog was our agent for this. And then fit. I asked to agent as well, because I know he'd have our best interest, obviously, yeah. as well as road dog would too, but. I know he would, I knew he would go to bat for us. And I said, I said, guys, I want to like Primo go, or Epico going through the table there and all these crazy bumps that these guys were on the pre-show and we just wanted to like show out and yes. do things that people would go, man, you really shouldn't have put us on the pre-show. We were all yes. like, we're so like just pissed off and like, Hey, let's go, let's go kind of shove it up their ass. And yeah have fun with it and just kill it. And our, man, we, I, I, I have, that's what this actually, there's a, there's a piece of table still that immediately after the match I took and had everyone sign to, to keep. That's awesome. It was just, it was a special moment. And it was one of those things where everyone was denying it. Everyone was thinking it was going to be such a joke. And, uh, it, we we had everyone in the it was the only standing ovation at that point i had ever gotten back in gorilla and to have vince and everyone standing for it was pretty awesome just a cool yeah. moment to have that's badass man especially badass. when it, like, like like we keep saying it wasn't supposed to happen it wasn't supposed to be good it was right. as a joke oh am, i love am, am i wrong am i wrong dylan to say that you couldn't do this today or could you um, I mean, I don't think with the commentators and the referees, you could, I think, okay. I mean, if you're going to Tony next week, I think you definitely, we could definitely do this today or next okay. week on dynamite. Uh, <laughs> 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 if that's where we're going with this, I, yes, a hundred percent. Um, okay. so, um, yeah. I love you, Sean Michael's elbow drop. Yeah. I asked, I said, can we go through that table? And they go, yeah, I go, we're going through that table. <laughs> and I think this type of thing, we could, Tony. 
doing the the ref, the typical. And I never, I always say I didn't want to be the ass biting, yes. ref spot wrestler, midget wrestler. I want right. to be this. This is what I got right. trained to do. Um, right. This stuff, hundred percent. This day you could doing all the Gaga. I don't. I don't. It would be laughed at and laughed with. But right. having the the midget announcers and that, I think that would be viewed differently. Yeah. Not by me, but by culture, I think. Yeah. By by social media. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. like and I don't even like they're poking fun, but they're it's that weird middle ground, isn't it? Of they're going too far with it. But yet yeah. isn't that what the point of it is? Yes, it is. It's supposed to be fun, and this was fun with the little ladders and the little chairs and the little tables. Yeah. It's a fun idea. And I mean, people are standing like, you know, that's what, you know, I know it's super cliche, but WWE once upon a time used to say they're about putting smiles on people's faces. How does this not do that? Yeah, that's right. It's entertaining for everybody. Like my daughter was just getting into it. She thought this was the fucking coolest thing ever. Now Heath. Going through four tables for no reason. For no reason. Just going through four tables. Like, it's the best. Think about this, too. You get Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. WrestleMania main eventer here. Yeah. Torino. This is an insane spot, too. Yeah, we need to, we need to track this. Okay. No, that's the equivalent of, like, 40 feet. No. Short plex coming out. This is not going to end. Come on. Oh, Torito, cut this thing off. What is going on? He's pulling his tail. Wrestles not supposed to have tails. Look at him. Oh, my God. Torito just gets squashed by that ladder. Yes. Is he all right? <laughs> oh, man. Was there anything on this you were uh, nervous to do, Dylan, or did you feel comfortable? No, no, because I, every, I was, to be honest, I was nervous that people wouldn't care. That was really this. <laughs> he, so peek behind the curtain, we're talking this out and Drew randomly like stops, stops the talk and goes, Hey guys. Oh, they didn't like this. Uh, oh, the chair shot. Yep. Chair shot to the head. They didn't like uh, it. Uh, but Drew goes, hey, guys, can I just do a flip through a table on the outside? And yeah. we all kind of just look at him like, yeah. He goes, yeah. Okay. And so oh it, was, it was just one of those things. That finish visually is amazing. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Look at the fans. It's yeah. Fun, I got to go, go figure out what he's doing these days because that was really fun. Man, what a fun match. I, I I don't know another way to describe it. That was we just, fun. Uh, we want, like I say, what we wanted to do was kind of shove it up everyone's ass and like, hey, you want to take this as a joke? Well, we're not going to do that. We're going to take right. it seriously and, and right. kind of blow people's minds. Right. So. Be sure to check out Dylan's book. It's available on Amazon. You can also yeah. check out podcast uh, going postal and uh dylan give your social handles and an email if a promoter's listening and he'd like to book you yeah guys uh at dylan postal on all forms of social media that's p-o-s-t-l postal not postal 
Um, otherwise, bookhornswoggle at Gmail. Uh, going Postal Podcast is a huge thing that I'm really, really loving doing as well as the YouTube channel and just having fun. Uh, I'm still making towns. Obviously, March is my most booked month of the year. Uh, people still think I'm a leprechaun, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so it's it's always it's always a busy month of March, but it's uh, I'm I'm having fun. I still love this, and I always say the minute I stop loving it is the minute I'm done. And as long as I enjoy it, it's uh it's all it's 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 really really fun to do. Well, we had a lot of fun with you today and I uh, can't thank you enough for making all the time. It was fun to watch two of the big moments from your career and we need to get together again in the future and watch some more wrestling. And, uh, can't wait. unfortunately, Tony, it looks like right now it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, what a day it's been, but I have to say we are definitely short on time for Conrad Thompson and Dylan. I'm Tony Shivani. We'll see you next week on what happened when <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> we come to you each and every. Wednesdays on Westwood One. But Mondays, we come to you exclusively on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little more about what adfreeshows.com is all about. Get early ad free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts every single week, starting at just nine bucks. That's less than 20 cents an episode each month. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple podcasts or your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Ad-free shows also has thousands of hours worth of bonus content and docu-series like title chase, Eric fires back conversations with Conrad and the insiders plus new series like the book with David Crockett, Monday mailbags with Mike Kyoto and Nick Patrick and a whole lot more. And you want to talk about early. You can't get any earlier than listening to the shows live. You can be a part of the live studio audience as we record the podcast. Plus ride shotgun alongside your favorite childhood heroes for live watch alongs, Q and A's and other interactive experiences every single month. Come on now, see for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans from around the world have discovered that adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Check it out today. And hey, when you do, the first week is completely free at freeshows.com.